I'd like to welcome our special guest tonight, and that is James Beaumont III, otherwise known as Savon. Welcome to the show, James. Oh, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a beautiful night, Nishiba, and um, wow, I mean, tonight, today is going to be one of those days uh, where we're going to do our best to transmit a very powerful message. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to say thanks for having me on, and to thanks to all the callers who've tuned in to, you know, get their... Uh, their weekly fix of uh, <laughs> expanded uh, expanded knowledge. It's just uh, again, it's a wonderful time. Yes, it is. It really is. And everyone kind of excuse my voice. A flu is trying to get on me, but it's on its way out. So I'm happy about that. I know I sound a little strange here and there, but it's going away. All right. So what we're gonna take it today? You know, it's like I always tell people, it's like a train. Uh, <laughs> you know, it gets started and then, you know, we launch off into this. I, I really wanted to, to today really um, see just how clear the message could really be as far as what exactly is going on on the planet and, yeah. uh, and beyond. And then also to really connect the dots with what people are seeing out in the, in the world right now with, um, yes. you know, their experience here in, in, this, in this life and, and in this existence. And also to, because what happens with this is this is a bot. This is such a large body of knowledge. It's like, uh, let's say, for instance, you don't plan on getting a PhD in one day. So there's all this studying, and it could take you know eight years, ten years to get a, a PhD. And if someone said, well, just tell me what you learned in that, you know, to get that PhD, and they're trying to hear that in one hour, two hours, you could see how difficult that could be. And then we're only talking about man's knowledge. Um, when you get into the more expanded set of knowledge, uh, which happens to do with the planetary systems and even beyond, it becomes difficult to, to transmit that information because it, it becomes very paradoxical. Uh, even what sounds to most people as hypocritical, but in many tenses, it's just because we're, we're existing in so many different parts of reality, mainly uh, in a dual reality to where we have an entirely different aspect of character that that also carries on and, and, and takes parts and actions even when we're asleep. And those actions have a tendency to be conflictive to what we are like in other cases. So what this just basically creates is a great deal of confusion and a great deal of chaos. And, and in that state, then we have a, a difficult time getting our energy to the level to where it can actually reactivate this vehicle again and then go and, and expand beyond this vehicle. And, you know, it, it's very similar to how a battery works, that if you charge a battery, which is like excitement, and then you drain the battery, which is like depression, and then you keep doing that over and over and over again, eventually you get a dead cell. And in life, you know, there's some, some really unique discoveries that have already really come about, about um, just how we exist in this matrix. And then what happens if a person does get burned out and how they go through basically a recycling process. And if you want to start, I mean, I can, I can begin with that, that, pro that alone and then uh, see where it takes us. Obviously, I have a good set of notes today, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, let's do that, connect the dots, and then what I'll let every, everyone know, start, you can start this in into the Q&A queue at some point. If you're like, oh, pump the brakes just a little bit, can we yeah. recap on that? Feel free to start six in. That way we're keeping things as clear as we possibly can because the whole 
idea of this is for you, everyone to get it or to begin to explore it even more. And the only way you can do that by raising your hand every now and then yeah. and say, oh, I'm not wasn't too, too, I wasn't too clear about that. So feel free to start six in if at any point during tonight's discussion you're kind of like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> for sure. And that way we can hit it right at, the, at that moment. Yeah, and then, so, of course, yeah. and, and try to keep, you know, today's questions relative to the topics being presented uh, in order to stay on track. I'm sure we'll actually go down all tracks tonight anyway, so there will be a certain point in the conversation, maybe about an hour and a half in, that we'll just go ahead and dedicate the rest of the call to questions. And uh, I did actually want to make this call today in conjunction with questions and delivering the message, so I think I'll probably pause in about 45 minutes into the message and start taking calls especially if we see something that pops up in relation to what's being said. Exactly. So let's, let's go ahead and get right into this. So there, the recycling process, uh, even if you look at the modern recycling symbol, you'll actually see what they call a Megan star or some call the Star of David right in the center of it. And this recycling process comes about when a person basically lives throughout a life of continuous duality going back and forth between the left hemispheres and the right hemispheres of their brain. And that, of course, causing different kinds of um, times in life where they're coming into conflict with various different things, okay? And then once they burn themselves out of it, it's almost like when you have too many, too many memories of conflict, you get burned out. And then you actually start feeling like that it's really hopeless. And then at that point, what occurs is the person will generally pass away from this fear. It actually starts happening early, by the way, that people can see themselves in third person, like even people who are very uh, ditzy kind of like, oh, I know you didn't do that, Jenny. Uh, I'm not sure why you keep breaking things, but that's really talking to yourself in like a third person standpoint or what I call a global standpoint. And it's because the person has already begun to move away from uh, their primary corpse, which is what's here on the planet. It's called a human body. And, um, but what's interesting about this recycling process, I find, is that it's really so automated with how the universe has this whole thing set up. And it's because when you have a lot of memories and those memories start to weigh you down, then if those memories are deleted, then you feel like you're new again. <laughs> and it's important for people to start thinking about what I'm saying as being relative to their lives. Like think about if you've had just a bunch of memories of things that you just can't handle for a while and it's really depressing you. And then time begins to pass and you start forgetting about that stuff. And then all of a sudden, you're, after a while, you're just not as affected by it. It's not bringing you down as much as it used to. But let's say, for instance, you've collected a lot of these memories in your memory banks and then your whole life becomes this consistent wheel of depressing thoughts or regret, then the person will actually pass from this world. And then from that point, the Greeks, and even every tradition, I just cite the Greeks sometimes because that's really the traditional system that people are on, whether they know it or not. But what happens is they talk about a river that when a person leaves out of the body that they're made to pass through that river. Um, that river is very synonymous with, with the white light. And then once the person goes through that, they're basically flashed. And this is how the same thing that's done with a computer. Like if you flash a computer's firmware, it basically forgets its previous operations and then it goes into this new operation that's being flashed to it. And then so from that process, the person comes back in, 
now they're fresh. They don't know really much of anything except for their core instincts that they've gained from the, from the archonic fields, or basically the fields that are, are hardwiring a person's sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch so that he can start going through this process again and then see exactly how long it's going to take this time to get tired of it. <laughs> and I call this system now Pentacom. Uh, that's P-E-N-T-A-C-O-M, which is basically a hive-based communication system that's based on the ge geometry of the pentagram. And I see this as why you see pentagrams all over the place. And of course, there's a lot of ancient knowledge about what the pentagram is, is really capable of doing and where it's really from. But to make that very simple, I can explain it that as this, is that sometimes when we reflect and you wonder, you know, once you see the state of the world with your real eyes, and then you start soaking into it and saying, well, how long has this really been going on? Like, how long have I been in these quasi stages of sleep? And I could tell a person that it's been as long as there ever was a king, that there ever was rulers on the planet. So the easiest way to get a quick reference of these kind of timelines, rather than just acting like it's going to be over soon or that it just started now, which neither is the case, that you have to look back into the past and look at coins. Uh, there's a lot of old coins available from, you know, the first time they really started making money. I think there's an ox head on the first uh, level of currency because oxen were the form of currency transfer, what we call cows or the form of currency transfer, and actually even were appeasements to the entities that were living on the earth at that time. Even as you see in the Bible, there's thousands of oxen that are being sacrificed to uh, a specific energetic form. And so what this gets us to is it gets us to um, looking at the currency, which is known as coin. This is the actually the ancient term for Cain or, or Khan, even a Cohen. Okay, and, and this basically just meant the ruler. In many tents, it was a priest king because these beings had a magical side, just like we do, and then they had a physical side, just like we do, and then it was just amplified. And the term that actually was given for these particular kings, because there was known to be more than one, was actually a, a Dohir king. And to explain this particular epoch of human existence, it's more of the times that you're reading about in the Old Testament, of when there's many different kings throughout the land going through battle with one another and generally using their sub subjects as the instruments to conduct those battles with. Same thing that we're seeing go on today, whether we're on the winning side or the losing side, or what we just know as both the losing sides. So what we really see then is, is that this has been going on for thousands and thousands of years. And even the what I would say is, the best lives, like the people who think they have the best lives on the planet, especially before they go into this stage of awakening, really just function as slaves themselves, sometimes working harder than even the common slave from the old times. And it's because that there's a new slave now, and that this new slave has more than a dual core processor or more than just two sides of the brain, the left and the right. Many of these people have four core processors or eight core processors. This means four, eight different personalities all trying to operate within the same corpus. And people can, can definitely attest to experience in this when you have several conflicting thoughts about what you want to do rather than one thought about what you're going to do. 
and there becomes all these different antithesis and things talking to you, and you all you think that it's all you, but what it really is is another level of accessing different variations of yourself. But in this division, though, it does burn a lot of energy, and since every single thing on the planet is based on energy, at the end of the day, it places us on the low end of the totem pole if we don't understand how to manage it. And so I wanna just very briefly establish the connection between the current in our body and, and words uh, that equal that, also even money that we get from jobs and, 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 and bills or bucks as it's called, and just the whole connection between how money really works because people also ask me that question and they're always looking for that genie in the bottle that's going to emancipate them from this financial situation. But the truth is, is that I was explaining a while ago that your kundalini or your current in your body is directly connected to your currency or how much money that you have per se. In fact, the money is, is really just the, the effect of this kundalini or this current that you can also carry through your body. But if you notice that, or that you do, excuse me, that you do carry through your body, it's not that you can because we all have energy going through us. If we didn't, then we would drop dead. Even when a person drops dead, they put the, the meter on him and then they and they shoot him with electricity and he or she comes back alive, showing that the body does have some kind of electrical or electromagnetic charging system. But what happens in this system is, is that a lot of our energy, because it's like brokering energy then, is denoted to Sal, okay, which is actually the first king, like in the Egyptian uh, tradition, or excuse me, if you go into the, the Hebraic tradition, you see that the Israelites elected a king over them known as Saul. And this Saul is actually the root of the word salt, because salt, just as you see it in the ocean, it creates conductivity. Like if you just have regular water and you put two wires in it that have a hot to them and them connecting to a light, you put them in the regular water, nothing will happen. If you put salt in that water, you put those two wires back in, the light will light up, showing that that salt is really a conductor. So this word is so intrinsic to what we're, what we're about, beside the term, we are the salt of the earth. It's also in our sales. Like if you notice that when you have to buy or sell something, I'm not just talking about the cell in your body, C-E-L-L, although we're still talking about the same thing. I'm talking about like when it's time to buy something, you're trying to catch a sale. When you wanna get paid at work, you have to get a salary, right? And so there's tons of words. And when you start really understanding this key to this language, which is basically like gaining a ring, um, when you start seeing all these connections, it all starts saying the same thing, that what's really at stake here is our energy. Our energy is being brokered, and it's gotten so bad, the taxing that Instead of getting outcome, which is basically what you would work for is to get an outcome, you get an income, which is what they attempt to pay you at a job after you've done all the work. They're not giving you the outcome, they're giving you the income so they can go ahead and tax that too because you've already accepted that it's not the outcome, it's the income. So what goes on with the words is the words are, are very tricky, but Every time there's some currency that needs to be transferred and there's gonna be another sale, which is synonymous with the sales on the ship, then they're gonna need you to blow all of your currency. 
or in, in every tense, the, the word that, that we're looking for is, uh, oh, geez, uh, let me get this word just perfect. It's, um, it, it basically means to, to ejaculate, okay? And this is, there's another word that I'm looking for here, and I'll think of it in a moment, but it's any time that we have an emission or something that comes out of us, that's our current going out right there. And then that energy or that force goes into driving something else. And just like what you would see with an election, there's a pole, okay, that's two poles on a battery. There's a volt or a volt, which is the same word. And this vote is taking place so that someone can be charged, right? So you can give charge to someone and then give them power, right? And then with 50,000 people pushing power all into one person, of course, that person is going to have the strength of 50,000 people. That person could have the strength or be the conduit for millions of people. But then when you really, when you're really on the path of esoteric knowledge, it starts to become intrinsic with your life. You start meeting people and people sometimes don't even know who you are. It's just all tied into this band. And so nobody really understands your position, but I'll tell you, in the last three or four years, all the people that I've run into, I would say at least 90% of them that I've run into that have had knowledge about what I'm talking about have already given their energy to another being, a very specific being. Meaning that there is an underlying situation going on here on the planet and it's that when people put 10 to 15 years into studying occultism, they tend to join all into one group that is hazardous for all the people who don't know about what's going on. So this is also what I'm here for, and many, many people have, have come, like Jordan Maxwell, there's different people that have come, but this is gonna be a lot more enigmatic because we're gonna push from all angles, the mind, the body, and the soul this a triangulation, to get a complete picture here of what exactly we're experiencing in this hologram now from these forces who don't feel. It, actually, if they feel, it is of a negative nature. So they don't care about whether we ever figure it out, whether we suffer in this, none of that. In fact, what you generally see with those who start to become more and more adept is that they lose a lot more of their, what we call emotions and feeling. That's why they say higher frequency, the less empathy. This means that even the Supremes are not trying to spend time at figuring out whose side they're gonna be on in the human tra traumas that are been, been caused, that they've caused on themselves. And even though they don't know that, like that they're doing this to themselves. And so let, let's explain how this works. When you get into a life, you have all these experiences, okay? But when you come into this life, you come in as this complete being, okay? And this is a synonymous with two arms, two legs, and a head as a human body. I'm gonna just take it into flesh. But as you start making agreements, when you start making oaths, pacts, rituals, and binding, which goes on in all aspects, like even the court and signing different papers, signing contracts, getting married, all these different things are basically anchors into the timeline that you're living in at this point.
And then, so let's say, for instance, with your hands, okay, you make an agreement with your job that they can have your hands, right? And then they can have also a part of your mind. And then you meet this person that you're just head over heels for, and you decide that you're also going to give this person your sexual organ, because that's generally what you think about not uh, violating or doing anything with when you're with someone, okay? So now they own that. And then you go and you sign up for this group that does running on Monday through Friday. So now you've given them your feet and your legs. So what I'm trying to get people to see here is that what, we d what we've done is we've brokered out every single part of our bodies, our minds, and now breaching into the soul. And then we have all these tentacles fed into this rea these realities, okay? And then what this does is, is it makes it almost impossible for the individual to activate. And this is because if you can't pull all those back in, then you actually regret activation. Meaning that the moment that you start to begin to activate, the first thing that's going to hit you is, oh my goodness, what if I leave my child? And there becomes a fear of that. What if I don't get back to work and then I lose my job and then, so I, I, can't, I can't get into this activation thing. Like if I even fast, it's going to make me hungry and if I'm not working. So what a person has done is they've tied themselves into so many of these different obligations. They've actually pinned themselves down like Gulliver, like the whole Gulliver Travels film, right? Where each rope is basically a habit or something that is holding a person into the reality. So today, because I don't introduce problems without solutions, solutions exist before problems, just as sure as the sun existed before this sprang into this reality. So we're going to talk about today how to get free from all of those different and break those ropes and those bindings that, that have been holding the person down. Because you should know that if there's anything that's really real, really real, if you do make it out of this envelope into a greater space, it's going to be there too, just in a greater magnitude. And so you can always rest assured of that. Because the fear, and this is what I started to see, that there's a specific energy that that group that I was telling you about earlier is working with. And this is why. I started thinking about this. I said, well, geez, you know, it seems like if these entities really wanted energy that they would just go suck on a power supply of some sort. Like, let them go suck on a, uh, this, uh, uh, the, what do you call that, the power grid or one of those nuclear <laughs> modules or something like that, right? But, and then even deeper than that, because, you know, I, I, I delve into uh, out-of-body experiences. And when you're out in the jungle, and you go into one of those experiences, the energetic potential coming from the trees and the waterfalls and the rocks is immense. Something like, you know, if they wanted energy, you go suck on this rock over here and get on this river from what I'm looking at. But then I started realizing, no, 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 no. See, it's a specific kind of energy that they want. Because the human being has been converted into uh, uh, entity that can deliver this energy of fear and can deliver this energy that is associated with jealousy, envy, and all the different things that basically hold one into a matrix. Don't get a person beyond the matrix. So this is more or less the prelude 
of the conversation for tonight about energy management to start seeing, first of all, if there's anything here in the reality that works, it's all based on a specific template, the same template that the body is running on. So if you wanted an easier way to analyze what exactly is going on, you can go into looking at things like cars, computers, basically anything that has the components that are necessary to bring it to a certain level of life. And I'll chime in very briefly here and then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go ahead and get into something else. But I'll, I'll say that, see, what happens is, is that to, to finish what I was explaining earlier about when you start making all these commitments in a lifeline. So let's say 72 years pass and then now it's time for you to leave because now there's too many, too many memories, too many obligations that have been made. And now you're ready to go into another life. Right. But what happens is, is as immortals, this life doesn't quit it actually loops, it keeps running. And while you may not be present for that because you just walked and bathed in the river and got rid of those old memories, you didn't zero out the drive. And I'll explain that. That's when you delete data off of a hard drive to make sure that data is gone, gone, you have to zero out the drive. This means write other data on top of it that basically doesn't mean anything. Okay, and that's how you com can completely forget. But what happens in this life, because we're still organic, is it's impossible to erase all the, the data or to zero out a human drive. So what happens is, is the person during their life starts to have recollections. It even, it, it works with their instinct. It works with their overall persona. It works with, you know, they say, oh, he's got his own character. All those characters are gained from slivers of memories that you're still able to access from those past lives or loops that are still running. And this is hypnosis, people who've practiced hypnosis have begun to, to figure this out. There's a lot of individuals that are beginning to see that those past lives are actually still running, but it's about do you have enough power to push into those cores, to light up those memories one more time so that you can play that old record again and fully experience what it is to live in that moment again. Because you also see that in the deeper levels of the mysteries, especially the Kemetan tradition, the whole goal is to end up accessing ancestral databases, to be able to put oneself into a certain stage to where you can tap in to the original essence. And like most people thinking now that you're going to get information. No, the, the, you're not getting information. You're getting essence. Because the whole form of communication that we've been dealing with, which is the language, is part of the confusion. And it's why it will never really reap what we want. You always have to be able to shut down this program entirely, especially all the negative sides of it and what they keep saying is going to happen. The world is going to be destroyed and all this stuff. But what is the purpose of a computer when it has no program. And I'll say that again, what would a computer be like if it didn't have a program? Well, it'd just sit there. But we're not computers. So if just because you give us a language, someone gives us a language and this language starts to detail our own destruction, it doesn't mean it's true. It's just a program. 
And see, that's what's going to change all of what we've done in these thousands of aeons as far as those that are here in this incarnation about how we go forth with our idea of what spirituality is, which is really just the study of spirits. It's the study of spiritual energies as themselves being cells of power that can be accessed. And every cultist knows this, whether they've shrouded it with lots of mysteries and lots of paganism or where they're just seeing it as it really is. Every single thing is giving off an essence in a specific kind of energy. And this is why the commandments, they were looking at different levels of energy coming from different vibratory frequencies. But now we've gotten rolled up into a hive, AKA Pentacom, that's all emitting one specific kind of energy that for certain life forms, you may call them extraterrestrial or off the earth, that would be the easiest way to explain it because we're running around here with these two feet and no wings in this body. And so how much we want to identify with this body and this reality becomes how much we want to identify with not having our true choices. Like if someone said, well, would you like wings this life? Would you want to fly? Person, oh, yeah, I didn't know you could fly. Exactly. So if you don't know you can fly, then you can't according to how this structure works. So if someone says, hey, do you want a human body? And you're just left one, and then you think that all there is out there is human bodies? And you say, yeah, give me that next one. See, what I'm telling you now is you have to be so careful. Even when you come out of the body, a person may die, they may roll the God program right on you. God may just show up right then. You've done well, my child. Thank you for for doing all that you've done in life. And this doesn't even matter what you've done. And now you're gonna come to my world and you're gonna sup with me and you're gonna live with me and you're gonna work with me. How do you, what do you think about that? Oh God, I knew I was the only true one. See, we don't, we don't know how many more of these illusions are ready to be pulled over our third eyes until we can get into a frequency to where we can start seeing above water again. Because even when I'm playing around with the frequencies and looking at the cymatics, the frequency of Earth is between 7.83 hertz to 13 hertz. That's really low. I don't care if you like Earth. I don't care if you like nature. I don't care any of that. It doesn't say anything about what this frequency is saying. And this frequency is saying that in higher oscillation, you can stand up. But in lower oscillations, you bend over and you actually begin to cower and then you bow. And this is the stage that we are now in because, and not everyone, but I'll say this, that see the elements, which you need to understand more than anything, like skip all of the, the side talk and get right to fire, earth, wind, water, because that's what all the ancient traditions knew were the check, the check, were checking the balances here between everything, literally. And it's because in these elements, see, we used to be the masters of the elements. Like these folks are still amazed about the pyramids, but there was more. All moved around by man's volition, man and woman's volition from the mind. No conversation needed to build and project something. You don't find yourself talking in order in, in, in to, to create something in your dream. You project it. And so what we were looking at is we were looking at how to shape, form, and fashion our own realities 
with the elements that we had under our power, okay? This is the same way you can chisel down a stone and make it into whatever you want, the same way you can temper fire and change its degrees, the same way that you can take water into several different phases. So that power and that ability is the real ability of how to create things. But when we lose that ability, we become under the dominion of the elements. And this is what the cultism actually reveals. The secret knowledge is that they keep trying to keep under wraps in the Pentacom is that the elements have began to master over man and woman. So then this is what happens. You only can go so deep. Listen to what I'm saying. In the water, if you dive in the water, you can only go so deep before you need air. And then you got to come back up to the top at least or have a vessel or a tank to where you can get that air from. Likewise, if you were to run through fire, you better be covered in ice. But if you get too deep in, in fire and you run out of ice, then you're going to get burned, right? So in all of the elements, the reason why we couldn't penetrate now so deep into our true recesses of what we are is because we can't do it as one. Meaning that, see, the reason why the elements have so much power is because a rock is a rock, and it knows it's a rock. It knows it's earth. Uh, water is water, and it knows it's water. And then here comes old water, fire, earth, wind, and ether, who's really not too sure about which one it wants to be of those today, and if it even knows about that. And then it is faced with the real ancestors and then not seen as worthy of being uh, uh, inducted into the mystery of the EverQuest that basically starts taking place in the twinkling of an eye in your life. It doesn't mean that you're even leaving the planet. It's just all of the stuff that goes on around you starts to encase a much deeper meaning and starts to give you information as if it's leading you on to your way out of the labyrinth your way out of a mind, right? They say it's a mind is a mind, right? And in this mind, what you're mining is all of your memory. You're inside of the mind going into different parts and aspects of yourself in the past, trying to figure out, you know, what happened to me, what's going on, and what's going to happen tomorrow. And so this is how uh, today we're going to actually get into a lot of the key points of, of how to, to collect yourself, that's the main thing, to pull yourself out of all these other realities and timelines that you've made commitments. Like, let, let's say, for instance, you got one timeline where you had a kid, and then you told the kid you're going to be there forever. Now, the kid, and this is where the illusions come in with the looking glass with Alice, the kid is only another variation of you. It was actually pulled from your own energy and from your own conception, just like everything else in this world. And this is very synonymous to, like in Indonesia, is where we get all of the metal and things from these cell for these cell phones. Then we turn, then we, they take that, that metal and things from these people. They give them maybe a little bit of money. Actually, no, they say they give them jobs. <laughs> We're creating jobs. Look how slick this is. They go in and they start mining this mine, and this is happening on the external level, but it also happens on another level. It's just the same thing going on. There's this mine there, it has all these precious metals in it. They move in and then they start, they say, oh yeah, we're bringing this big company in, Pentacom, and, and we're gonna actually create jobs from this and mine this stuff that you guys don't even know anything to do with because these people, of course, can't make anything out of this, this stuff, 
because they don't know anything about it. And then they then work the job, then get this income, <laughs> right, which is just fake paper. And then they turn around, take that fake paper, and buy these cell phones that are being made from the same metal that is in their own mind. But guess what? What, 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 kind of deal, what kind of deal is that? They're getting the, excuse my French, the, the shitty end of the deal. Like they didn't, they gave up so much to get so little. And this is exactly what's happened in this reality. I come today to tell you about Earth Prime, the uh, place where Earth is celebrated. Like you see in the days of the week, you, there's no Earth Day because Earth is not celebrated. All the other planetary systems are celebrated, but not Earth. And it's because it's us that's not being celebrated. We're giving all of our energies into these other spheres or fears. And then what's left for us is just scraps from the master's table. It, nothing's changed. And this is black, white, Chinese, and every single color on the rainbow. It's nothing changed, still binded by the division of the prism. Okay, and this is the, the prison or the prism. That's why they, they play around with these pyramids all the time because it's how to trap light, trap souls, right? And then if you look at the earth, there's a, there's a specific geometry that's related to this earth and they actually, in occultism, they show that this geometry was used to build prisons. So that way there could be a watchtower or all-seeing eye in the middle of it to watch the behaviors and the frequencies of all the different entities that lived in this cell. And then they show that even the game that's chess, which was in, in the ancient Indian, Hindu and Chaturanga, Ajio, different games were all modeled after the knowledge of that, knowing that there was a city and is a city in the center of the earth that does contain the entities that have been conducting much of this buffoonery going on the planet with the human beings a tapping into their consciousness because see they're formless that's why it says well they have an eternal damnation well how do you get an eternal damnation it's because whatever they did they did in an eternal realm see our realm is a realm of time so when we do something crazy we can wait till time loops again and then come back and try to avoid that craziness again but if you were already eternal and then you do something that damns you eternally, then you remain in that state. And so this is where it becomes very tricky here. And that's why the, simple, the symbolism is sometimes of the joker attempting to convince you or trick you into doing different things that may lead you go right off of a cliff. And so, and that's of course the zero card in the tarot. So to make our way through that entire tarot or through that rotate, Okay, because the word tarot is synonymous with the, the term uh, rotate or, or, or uh, rota. Okay, that's the original term. It means a wheel. So while we're in this existence right now and we have this cycle of time, you have to be careful because, see, you're the point. And there is no circumference. There is no circumstance. These are the same words. See, because when they come at you with the circumstances, well, the reason why you're here is because blah, 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 blah. Now, here we go. Now you're in the program. And then what's then done is a circle is drawn around your point. Now, this equals a symbol of a dot and then a circle around it. This means that now you have a boundary. Now you have a limit. And then an ode to the almighty and powerful soul 
when it feels like it has a limitation, then it gets under pressure, okay? And this is known as the, the crucible or the crucifixion. And this is why earth symbol is a cross. And then once it's put in the alchemical cauldron, which is the earth with all, the, the, all of the elements, now all of these elements begin to put and, and, meet, and co-mingle with this individual and put them under pressure. Now, if you make it out, they say, you'll be a thousand times stronger. That's what makes a Christ or a Christi, one who's activated Kundalini, a Krishna. But if you somehow fail in that, then the continuous loop of being chained to it, tethered is really the term. This is the silver line that goes out of the back of the head that goes into the core of the planetary system. That's a tether. You can go only so far with just what you've learned here on the planet, especially in an English language or Spanish or whatever. To get untethered is to begin to work with forms and elements that actually don't have binding. So let's go ahead and stop for now and let's collect ourselves. A lot of things were mentioned, and as I said, this is just an overview of uh, what we're gonna be talking about today. <laughs> We've went through quite a few spaces, but it's necessary for me to set out some kind of terrain. Like everyone uh, needs to uh, know that the map is not the terrain, meaning that when we're talking about this information, it still is yet to be experienced. But I can lay out terrain for you by showing you what I've experienced, what we've experienced, because all is self, and then just as we're going to need to operate in the future, like strong, strong mind, bodies and souls when in unison are very powerful. And that's all we're going to need here to begin to change the projection. But there's some things that you need to know, and I'm going to I'm going to remember the statement for towards the end of the conversation. But it's basically the higher the frequency. The less the empathy. And then I'm also going to show what real compassion is which means not to judge. But how, how most people see what I just said is completely backwards. Because when you're using one side of the brain, when I say the higher the frequency, the less the empathy, the person says, what do you mean? Do you mean that if I get into high frequencies and I'm not gonna care about anybody anymore, that's evil? See, that's how they think. So I'm gonna to explain to you how you can interpret that exact same sentence that I had, that I just made in another way that fully defines it, and then you start to get out of conflict with your mind, body, and soul, especially when you're getting at core truths. So let's go ahead and, 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 uh, and do what you wanna do, Nishiba. I mean, I, I love the way you conduct the show and you tend good. to have to rein me in at a certain point. <laughs> no, I want people to get it because I think the topic is so important. I think some people have one tax, but didn't know how. So I think kind of putting it, this discussion on the table and having people have the opportunity to question and answer goes a long way in order for they continue continue in their journey. Yes. So what I'm going to do do right now is open up the, the lines. This way we can keep the connected dots closer. There's uh, this time by kind of doing this. So I'm welcoming everyone, whoever would like to come in, if you wrote down some notes, feel free to star six in to the Q&A queue. As I see people come into the queue, then we'll break away from the, the discussion. So again, stop. Well, here we go. <laughs> 347, welcome to the call. 347, welcome. 
Hi, three four seven. Yes, hello. I hear you. Yes. I'm not sure. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, hi, everybody. Um, wow. This show, I'm glad I listened in tonight because um, it's basically showing me how to um, get rid of all that past anger. You know, I heard you say before, like, when children are abused, it tears into the aura. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to my mother about that, and she's, like, silent, like, okay. I understand that now. You know, after me and my mother have a real good um, rapport with each other when it comes to non-mother and son relationships. And um, we've gotten to the point to where it's like we're just, we're two humans here who, who look alike that mm-hmm. want to, you know, like you say, you know, make sure that this is the last go around. Um, I had a question about um, the death thing you were saying, like when you leave, I, um, I drowned when I was 11 years old playing around in the pool in an apartment complex mm. and um, didn't know how to swim at the time. So I went, I, I moved away from the shallow side of the water and um, into the deep and um, fell all the way down. Uh, I tried to jump up. You know, I, I got up one time and there was this little white girl with the with the little life wrap, you know, the little bubble, the little, a little white thing around her, you know, everybody had one but me. So I was like, I jumped up and tried to grab her and like, help. You know, everybody thought I was playing because I had played all day in the mm. shallow part. Played all day, you know what I'm saying? And um, got got to the point where I couldn't reach out for nobody and uh, just sat down at the bottom. Mm. You know, sat down at the bottom. Um, I think I've, I got a picture of uh, like a, it's, you know, it's basic Buddha, you know, it's an Indian stance. I didn't know nothing about meditation, nothing about being calm. I was 11 years old. I was the oldest child, you know what I'm saying? So I was pretty much, you know, playful and, you know, didn't know nothing about being still. But when I fell down to the bottom of that, um, that, uh, you know, steps, you had a steps, you said, the steps, they seem like there's steps there sometimes, but they're not. You try to grab for it and you lose grip. Mm-hmm all because you think that it's a step. You know, I've been listening to a lot of what you've been um, getting forth. And, um, you know, the, the, the I fell to the bottom. And when I, when I dropped, I just I said, hey, you know, F it. You know, it's over with. You know, I, I did my duty. I, I messed up. And, you know, I sat down at the bottom. Now, this is where it gets crazy. Well, not really mm-hmm. crazy, but this is where it continued for me. I, I, I dropped to the bottom. I blacked out. I woke up. I was in my grandma's house wet. Mm. I said, Grandma, Grandma, you know, they had to pull me out the water. They had to pull me out the water. It was, I was, as if I was in my grandmother's house, I was in my grandmother's house. And she was like, yeah, baby, you okay now? I was like, yeah, and I drowned. She was like, um, did you see Jesus? And I was like, nah, I nah, you know. But, and bang, then I woke up. They was all over me with the inhaler and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I've been I've been going through that like I was on that other on that other side I was in my grandmother's house like I could have lived there and had I been like a river or you know like a creek you know like how how it happens to some of us we get lost and we fall and we get lost in the wayside of the river current takes us off somewhere luckily I was in a, a pool where there was people out there mm-hmm. but I would have been you know I I was content with being gone at that point with the decisions and the life that I had lived. And I just wanted to, like, 
if, if that was still in line with what we would, what you know, saying the show was about tonight, I just wanted to see how that could, you know, saying and you know, saying help me and help others and keep the show going. Um, thank you, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Nashiva. I love your show. Thank, thank you for sharing it. Well, thank All you right. for I'm sharing too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. you're more you're more than welcome. Um, you know, it's interesting that was brought up because I was talking to um, a hypnotherapist, and uh, they were talking about how there's a certain point when you really start going into the mind that there's like a collective that comes forth and the person starts referring to themselves in the we uh, version, like we, we want to do this and we, we need to do this. And, but what's realized in that whole art is that you can actually take a person up to the point of where they experience something that altered their future. And we call this the spike because what happens with the frequency at that point, especially when you think you're going to die, is the frequency goes sky high because I believe personally that what we're calling Kundalini is, some other, is a being in itself. And it knows like, oh, snap, this dude then died. I need to get ready to make my transition into another thing. And then it starts to come up the spine like it's on autopilot to make this trip. And it's hard-coded to make this trip into another existence. And then what it does is it sprays itself out of the body with the last breath, basically. And then it fires itself into another womb. And this is why even uh, the, then that person comes out of the hips of the woman, which is the ship in itself. So they come back out the ship again, then the docked, uh, the docked or, which is, of course, the doctor, comes in and then they issue a license again for the vessel and then the vessel is bought on land and then all of this begins to to recode itself but that of course is happening on a higher spiritual level and then on the lower levels this is the craft of of how another matrix can be designed with the same principles as how the real the I don't, I don't know what to call the real world these days but how one of the original or organic templates had originally been doing this. And I, I, I honed in earlier on this uh, word, ang, uh, even today, because it actually has a lot to do, especially in the etymology, to what exactly goes on with how energies move through the body and how energies can actually pull you down. Because if you notice, ang is the root to anchor, or, or excuse me, anger, right? It's the same words, but I'll go through them. The anger is what when it infuriates the person that at that moment the frequency is completely changed is not harmonic they have the angle which is basically anything but on balance it's coming at you sideways they have the angel which we have known and identified especially in the arabic text to be a, a, a actual reference to those dohir kings or the ones that were ruling the world in the beginning um, and masquerading around uh, with this extra energy and then creating things with it and calling those things halflings or not as powerful. And we even have Angkor, which is the, the root to the word Angkor Wat, which was, of course, the actual system that was configured to the constellation of Orion before, or at least, excuse me, may not even be before, but around the same time that the pyramids uh, in Lower Egypt were configured to the planetary system of Orion. So what we get here is not so much as trying to dive into an ancient alien theory, 
what we get here is we get the truth about even what mathematics shows, which is, first of all, just because, let's say, you're from Earth, it doesn't mean that there's not other beings from, let's say, the moon, let's say, from Saturn, let's say, from somewhere else. And those beings, too, had being subject to an illusion going, going through the, their entire matrix to be fed out into another system to where they start to act out their role and then keeping the, the chaos going on and the, the balances and the diametric opposition. So what I'm saying is, is that as you're getting groomed by matrix, this is why they call this uh, the year of the horse, which is really the year of the horse or even the year of the whore, giving all the energy to every single person rather than yourself, right? And then it, this, this thing is so adept though it doesn't even afford the feelings of kids. Meaning that, you know how sometimes you're like, well, I don't know, brother, that's too rough. All those people that are like that, I'll see you next life. Because, or maybe you'll see me somewhere else but you're in your dreams, but maybe you won't see me directly. But I mean that this life, acting like we cannot be adults and start to address what's going on with our energies, especially our sexual energies, what's going on with these edicts and decrees and these bulls that have been put on us, like, oh, you're supposed to get married, oh, you're supposed to do this, oh, you're supposed to just basically breed for us, give us your children, you can't even educate your children, hey, shoot them with these shots, let them experiment on your children, you try to say something about your children, your own seed, and then they're telling you that, you know, they may put you away for trying to do something with your own seed. So who does it really belong to? Is this seed yours or are we sharecropping again? And then again, what we keep uncovering is this. And, but it's just the difference. The reason why they say, oh, you do kind of have to tap into your ancestral energies is because see, the ancestors are the only ones that wouldn't accept this. It's our primordial state that is the only one that wouldn't accept this, not the domesticated tail cut off, story cut off, lifeline cut off, root cut off state. And then the, also the surrogate tube which is basically the, the, uh, the, the web of Jabulon, the surrogate tube plugged in to give you a false identification of what your true life really is about. You know, because we can even go back a, a, just a, a little bit and even look at some of the Arabs over in the foreign countries. And I've looked at this documentary on Dubai and the guy said, you know, here, the term Western is synonymous or the term modern is synonymous with Westernism. The two go together. So just because we want internet doesn't mean that we're willing to give up thousands of years of a culture or still an illusion, a petri dish, but still a thousand years worth of what we have embedded with us to be toy Britishmen, to be toy Scottishmen, to basically act like this program that the U.S. is pushing out in incorporation to the technology as they keep re-engineering like I, I've looked at this uh, new series recently, uh, Empire, as they're re-engineering the entire idea of every single race and what it is like to be that race, further sweeping over the ancestors. So it's basically like it's sweeping over to where you never see the trail back to self. Even to try to access self, like to try to get into that personality where you, it's, but it's a spiritual thing. See, see, we're spiritual beings, and this is why we have such a hard time in physical reality. The person wants to understand, well, why am I so disorientated here? Because even when you were younger, if you take a look at the dream, you seem to perform rather well there. You can fly, you can pretty much do what you want, you can turn on different things, turn off different things, you could do all this stuff, but then when it comes to reality, you may not even be able to use your hand. 
<laughs> you may have been born with no hand. Why? Because we're spiritual beings. We operate in that realm and in that plane naturally. It's like it's already encoded with us and never will be abolished. The only thing that we can do is be made to forget. And that's what they say. Well, forgetfulness is the enemy of faith. I mean, if you actually for start forgetting all the times that you've actually been this mighty being, then you come out of prime. And this is what I, I wanted to continuously bring forth from previous, and then we'll take another call. See, they will try to tell you, because this is what happened to me. I was confronted three or four nights ago in a meditation. I'm in a meditation, and I'm, I'm pinging off my higher self, and then I'm pinging into other constellational systems and then beyond, right? And then all of a sudden, a transmission comes in from the higher self, you know, me rapidly merging. And it says, hey, you got to get ready for the next one, the next thing. And I said, well, what's the next thing? He said, there's no higher self. And then I said, you're right, <laughs> because I'm ready. But see, some people would think, what do you mean? Because when I told them there was no God, they had a hard time with that. Now, when I go to eliminate the higher self, there's going to be the equal amount of hard time with that for the people who understand the concept of the higher self. But it's because we're progressing. See, if it was always a higher self, that means you were always at the same stage because you needed to merge. If there was already a, if there was always a God, then that means you were always at that stage because you need to realize that you are God. And God just being a devocanic entity that runs around material planes and tells people what to do, like not even necessarily the high titles yet, since you're going to play the title game. But what I'm saying is, is that that's what it is to be eight. Like when you go from seven to eight, there's an actual process here. Eight means you need to eat it. Now you have to consume it. You have to swallow it. See, some get swallowed by it. <laughs> That, and I've seen these occult traditions, oh, yeah, you need to let the serpent swallow you. I don't know about that, but I'm sure there's a few of them living inside of us that we've already swallowed, showing the position of superiority. Because when you're inside of something, then it's already consumed you. So even God exclaiming from the world, I'm the only one from inside of the universe, doesn't sound like it. It seems like if you were to make those statements, you need to be outside and so this is also where it comes into getting out of this body. And that's why it's like a prison break. <laughs> See, a prison break has to be planned. You're not just going to run out the front door. You're going to sound an alarm. Every time a human being goes into the higher frequencies, then the eyes turn on to that individual, at least for that moment. Because it's just like seeing something light up. You're just like wondering, whoa, what's going on over there? There's a lot of energy being given off. What's that over there? So there's constant energy signatures coming from the reality, but because we don't speak energy anymore, we speak English. In fact, even the word ing, ang, English, energy, you see, <laughs> even when you attempt to communicate in it, it's always still conducting itself as being an anchor, not as something freeing. And this is also why it becomes very difficult to articulate when you're in a spiritual stage. Even if people do regular yoga, like you come out of yoga and somebody says, could you speak for us? You're going to say some peaceful words or wholesome words, and then you're just going to sit down and you're not going to want all of that extra interaction with the whole external. Because on the astral plane, the external is actually synonymous with wickedness. <laughs> Meaning that 
anything that is very powerful that only chooses to exert its energy on an external plane will be overbearing for everything there and cause some kinds of ripple effects. So our energy and our power is been developed. So what I'm saying is it's not for us to go and try to control everyone. It's, that's external. It's for us to take that power inside and, and attempt to basically overthrow the one who overthrew the kingdom inside of your consciousness that built those two temples in the temple, the left and the right, the Cain and the Abel to actually go head on with the battle, which is the battlefield of Arunja, with the different levels of the spine that solidify what we had overcome before we retreated back into the cossacks of our spine and went to sleep in this reality that, you know, is not one that you really want to be sleeping in now. And this is why you can see that things are speeding up. Things are, people are waking up. And it's because there is a certain time to sleep. There's a time and a place for everything. You can relax, but this is not the time to relax. So let's go ahead and take another call and see where it takes us. Thank you so much for calling caller 347. Thank you very much. I hope that helped answer your question. And I'm also going to go to caller 773. Welcome to the call. Hello? Hi. Hi, um, my name is Natasha, and I have a question. Okay. Um, hello, Seven. Good day. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm fine. Um, I'm very new to 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 um you you guys, but my question is: I live in Chicago, and we're experiencing a great deal of violence with our youth. My question is that if myself and others begin to cleanse ourselves and raise our energy, will that in turn help our youth to, um, to live because they're dying daily? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very familiar, uh, even with the energetics of what's going on with the youth in Chicago. Um, and of course I, I was able to tap into that field by watching the last chance high documentary that was put out by vice news. And, um, this is something that I want to explain to you about each individual's identity that you're looking at around you. See, what happens is, is that, especially to many of the children that are coming back, is that they have several rings on their tree. Okay, this means this is multiple lives of coming into matrixes. So in certain tenses, when we look at them as children, although they are like that in our dimension, they're really quite ancient, just as we all are. But what happens is when the, the being is divided over several dimensions, then it weakens them. So this is also why you see that they can tend, have a tendency to be blown down very fast. Like every time someone says to go do something, they go in and do it. It's easy to basically manipulate and to control them. And I'm not saying there's not a lot of external integers that are causing that, but it's all relative. So what happens then if, if and, and just to be straight up with you, if you can't wax strong, which means really turn on abilities, this is really vivid, it's not, it's not a game. So they, they would like us to think that it's just about pretending like maybe we have some power and ability. No, there's a real energetic potential to the activation. You feel it going through your body and then you start to tap into things like projection and you, you start feeling where all this stuff is. It's not like you're going to read books about this. You could read books about it, but that's on the data side. You actually start feeling the ability, right? 
And this is because what's happened is that the spine is very similar to like a, a, one of the old thermometers. You know how you put the fire on, this, on it and then the red starts going up, okay? That's Kundalini. So when the fire, which is what's in the root chakra, when the fire starts to build up, it starts to raise up the mercury. And then when that goes into each center, it's like looking at something check off each light, ding, 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 right? But if you evacuate that energy, and that means to invert the energy, this is to go into duality, which is synonymous with going into the legs. Then the energy goes down, just like the thermometer just been put in some ice. This is why they actually have this whole ISIS, ISIL thing going on. And it's because ice is known as, is, is where the, is, is known as basically the name of the place that the ice frost giants live, meaning the frequencies that get, get a person stagnant or frozen or in stasis, okay? And so what happens is, is that our passion is tied in a lot to this fire. And this is why all these elements, you're like, man, if you let this thing flick on your hand, you're just gonna burn your hand. These elements are very dangerous, right? But you need to understand how to master these elements. So let's take passion. Passion is like this fire. It's the same thing that pushes you to go and do something, but it's the same thing that can also get you in a world of trouble. So you need to actually know how to manage the passion, to temper the passion, and then to be able to use it to raise the system, but not allow it to destroy the system because it can do both. Now think about it, let's say the passion comes out and then you meet someone and then you're in love with this person, right? And then now in those periods and phases, which they say is the only time you see the real person or the 5%, then now everything is great, the sun rose early and all this stuff is going on and you're working out and things are happening well, but so that passion was able to deliver something. But then if something happens to where that passion is diametrically opposed, it then attempts to destroy, I can't believe this person did this to me. What comes after passion then? Anger. Because now, mm -hmm. if you were looking at it on the alchemical level, the passion as this certain kind of fire, it doesn't burn, turns into this angry, another kind of fire that does burn. And then what happens is, is that that angry energy, which we believe can actually fix situations, destroys everything. And the reason why this is so vital for you to understand is that, see, there's all these other opponents that are out there attempting to take credit and energy, because that's what credit is, you know, you get some credit, to take credit or energy or current for the situation, right? They say, well, the reason why these, the, our children are like this is because of the Illuminati. And then all of the energy gets fired into the Illuminati. Just like what they say now is that, oh, the reason why we're experiencing this whole world on terror, and this is the Middle Westerns and stuff, people who still believe in that stuff. They, it's ISIS. <laughs> and, and then they send all of that energy into what is basically the, the symbol of the dollar sign. When you compress the ISIS together, it makes a symbol of the dollar sign. But even more than that, it's the ancient mystic rites of the shrine which introduced this original system of currency being external and talismans, et cetera. So what I'm saying is watch these energies. If you really want to do something, figure out how to get your energy, your passion into a non-burning fire. So that way it can keep moving up through the center. So that way, if you really, and this is something that you want to do, start to, like I did four or five years ago, six years ago, combating, because that's still what it is, 
those energies that are hindering others, then mm -hmm. you can stand on that plane in that battle, meaning not so much as on that same frequency, but in certain tenses that you can get into that frequency, but not be of that frequency. Because I'm in this world, but I'm not of this mm -hmm. world. And then so, and when you can start getting into that phase, remember, this is all vivid. You can really start to move things because still you're dealing with demons. And why? Okay, the previous status of the human being was, if you look at it like what they call evolution, is a daemon, or also okay. AKA the diamond. This is what a pyramid is. It's a diamond, right? So the previous stage from that was actually a reptile, what we call the reptile, okay? So there's this succession of stages that we've gone through to get, the body has gone through, let's just say it like that. The body has gone through to get to the stage that it's in, it's evolution, okay? So what happens, though, is, is that when a person de-evolves, which is really synonymous with the devil, basically, when they de-evolve themselves, they go into their previous stage. And, this, and you can even see it. Like if you, if you people watch, you can start seeing certain variations. Like you can see how certain entities specifically change all the people's faces that it's into. And this is because the energy starts to form around the vessel. It starts to form more orifices around the vessel, changing the appearance of the individual. So, and then this is also why that when the person gets rid of that, they seem to change in appearance too. And they say, man, you look a lot better. And it's because it's gone now. So still realize that this is the, the, the easiest way, instead of trying to do the Gandalf Harry Potter in there with these demons, is to radiate in a tense this energy like human orgone where you've raised your frequency into a certain stage and then also what comes with that is the cognizance meaning the actual instructions to where that energy needs to be placed meaning where you need to be to be the most effective in this mission that you've taken on and here's the other thing never let anyone make you feel like that this is something hard because they'll start doing it all the time. So, oh man, I, what you're trying to accomplish is impossible. And then they just keep going at it, going at it, going at it. And it's because they're not primes. They're still down the timeline somewhere else with themselves and still thinking this is not even real and that this is serious. And then what happens then to a person like that is they don't believe that they can do anything. Now I'm here to tell you, the power is so strong, I'm still trying to figure out even how I can withstand staying conscious in it. And I'm doing this in this world. So this shows you that we actually are supreme beings here, not at the higher self point, not in the past with the ancestor, but here. It's just about us being straight and real about it. Like, okay, I'm really going to do this now. And then start also studying that directly. If there's going to be something that we study directly, it's energy. Because they'll even tell you in school, it's all energy and they, they make sure they drill that one in, but they don't teach you about energy. So to also realize that how the body functions, and this is where the, the other knowledge comes in with understanding the body, because if you don't understand the body, you don't understand the universe, then you're trapped. So there's this thing about the body where it needs energetic potential, it needs minerals. It's 70% water, so it needs water. So, and the reason why you have a tendency to need to, to deal with the body this way is because you have to put it into a state, and this is how you escape. It can be put into a state where it's basically like hypnotized, it's content, 
is the state, the, the actually what it's synonymous with. Body becomes content and then turns its way. See, because the body is the, is the cherubim. It is the cherubim of fire. It is protecting the garden to keep the soul from escaping. That's why people can't get out of the body. So then it's like the technique of throwing the steak at the guard dog. You throw the steak and wait till the guard dog starts eating the steak, then you break out. <laughs> and so, and this is very similar to how this works. And, and, and what I'm telling people is that, look, if you turn on TV for a minute and you look at around the world, this is not a game. And if somehow you're in a position where you can even get on a phone and you can use this internet, if there's not a plan for you basically to become a mind control drone, then there's a window open right now for you to go into total expansion of your consciousness and yourself because you're not that low yet. Now, it means also that, of course, you're going to attempt to try to pull as many beings out of the vortex, especially the ones that you have the opportunity to be around because you see them as only reflections of yourself. You're going to try to pull them as much as possible out of the vortex while you're at the stage that you're on. But also make sure you have enough thrust before taking on such a huge mantle like I did with the Save the World program that it starts to pull you into the vortex because you start to go into massive duality with archons, which can get, you can get scarred up. Or even when winning, there's also like, a, like if you beat uh, a massive evil entity, you also have a diametric opposition hitting you back at a certain point like a wave of that you're this grand angel, blah, 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 that you equally need to deflect. See, people don't understand that the light and the dark were considered both evil because there is a part where it just, all of these just attach you back into the reality. Now you have this huge memory of you, you know, overthrowing something for the first time. So you see, it's, it's just taking these elements and if you can imagine molten steel when it's hot, and being able to handle it properly without letting some of that stuff pop up and then get right onto your flesh to where it burns a hole in your hand. Remember that you're dealing with elements that are that strong. So this is why it's important to know the entire dynamic. This means see the whole picture. There's a cause and there's an effect, always. There's a looking glass and then there's, on what's, there's a mirror world, meaning there's an other side of this. Why? What's going on with this child specifically? And if you can go down the tunnels of time, which you can do through their tube, it's easy to access their tube through their eyes, or for those who have the ability, they can access it just by being in proxy. The strongest can do it from great distances. The less strong can do it, they need to be next to the person. But then when you go down the tube, and this is very similar to hypnosis in a certain tense, but a spiritual version, then you see all this stuff. And you see them as warriors, them killing, them doing all sorts of things, them getting, like I said, the marriages, them doing rituals, them doing packs that they're not aware of. Like even in this life, imagine at the end of this life, how many rituals has a person done that they don't know about? Well, there was a pledge of allegiance to 52 or 51 pentagrams, you know, and we're going to begin from there. You see, there's tons of things that people are even doing this life that are tying them into this reality. So then what happens is, is that when they come back, they have less energy then to withstand the onslaught of the vortex. Now, the vortex, just to get all this very clear, is why, it why these vortexes exist in cities which is actually the Hindu term for powers, 
is because all cities are vortexes. That's why there's a downtown, which is the, the center of the vortex. And that's why you get the most craziest folks downtown, right? And then it kind of spreads out from there on into the suburbs. And so what you're dealing with, though, is you're dealing with vortexes that have pulled. And if you saw them on a larger scale, they're actually living entities, they appear like stretched out over across a complete territory and then the individual just as we know we're inside of earth is an organism inside of that conducting its own thing without even knowing that it's inside of another entity you see like look at the body there's other things worms all sorts of stuff that are moving around that may not even be conscious in most cases that they're inside of something else and it's the same thing with our world and it will change when we have a bigger projection, and this is what you're looking to do, you're looking to stop being hosted by this reality, meaning that all of what you think you desire can pretty much be summed up on earth. None of your projections are even beyond earth. So that means earth can host you. But if you start thinking beyond earth, beyond the archons, which are the Saturn, the Venus, which are also the chakra centers. If you can go beyond each of those centers, that's why the chakra centers are positioned in the body from highest to lowest. The lowest chakras are the netherworld. All the way to the highest chakras lead to a point which is like the tip of the pyramid and you come out of that point. And that's why even on the dollar bill, they separate the top of the pyramid from the bottom just to show that, hey, nobody's getting out the prison. The all-seeing eye, which is basically a watchtower. That's why the Masons and the, even the Mormons call the book the watchtower. That was watching from the watchtower. So to go beyond that is what we're, what we're doing this lifetime for those that are in this particular soul group. And so hopefully that, that gives you a, a really good um, uh, view from all angles in a tense, triangulating what you're exactly going uh, into and out of, you know, on a consistent basis, and then how you can gird up yourself, which means to equip yourself with certain things to begin to really be effective in those fields and also to get the results that you're looking for, while at the same time leading yourself to greater, greater understandings about how the whole process works anyway with humans because, and with spirits, because that's also a major lesson to learn. So this means that everyone's benefiting then. So that way you don't get yourself tied into something that actually overcomes your life and, and starts to dictate to you that that is your life. You feel where I'm coming from? Because even spirituality can be like that sometimes. You could get so absorbed in it, forget about the kids, forget about everybody. And then just you and spirituality and to a point where you have to realize that, wait a minute, all of this is all spiritual for me. And I need to figure out how to balance all of these dynamics. But this will help you more is by seeing the unseen so you can get the complete picture. Okay, thank you very, very much. Um, and I just want to say I'm very excited for Secret Energy to start. I definitely want to take those classes. Oh, me too. Uh, Secret Energy is actually going in beta tomorrow, just as an announcement to everyone. We, 
finally got to this point. And so uh, it's good. So we'll definitely be launching a, a soon because beta means that the platform is complete. And now we just need people to come in and to test it and to make sure that they don't find any errors and problems. And that's being uh, that's starting tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, it's a quite uh, powerhouse because it's a directory to all the people that can really get you into the level of expansion that you're looking for. Nothing else. Uh, and 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 also to give you all the tools and things that are necessary for you to make that transformation with yourself. So I'm excited about it because it's, it's been seven months, almost at least six months of waking up at four in the morning and doing only this. So I'm personally ready to untether. Uh, but I definitely have, have made that, uh, have no problem making that sacrifice. And I, and I think that that's really what this whole thing kind of tells us in the metaphors is that, you know, sometimes you make a sacrifice, as any kind of evangel, any kind of kind of individual, because if you think about it, you go in there, you're helping children, that's really like a messiah to them. So there's constant messiah type resonators on the planet, but there's, there's a sacrifice. And then a sacrifice sometimes becomes your, your, your nirvana, because that's what the mystery say is that the Christi or the Kundalini sacrifice nirvana. And that means like that's sacrificing your peace of mind and I can totally get to, <laughs> I can get how that works because, you know, you go from this stage, especially when you reach the spiritual height where everything is calm and you're like unmovable. You're not pushing anything. So nothing is pushing itself back. And then in that space, you know, you feel contentment and, and what we would call happiness. But then if you decide that you want to dive back in, which is when you go into another frequency, you do dive in. And that's really what the Ankh is a symbolism. It's the symbolism of going into the underworld and then coming back out of the underworld and cycling the energy, going up high, getting the seeds, and then going low to plant those seeds. And so the person who can do that is, is I can take this thing up and down at any point in time. This means that you can basically kill yourself, meaning you can take your body and, and put it on ice rise out of it, which is the out-of-body experience, and then come back into the body, it gets warm again, you reanimate it, and go on with the level of knowledge that you've gained from being on what we would see as a, as a higher wheel. And so, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot to this, and I feel like that there's something that we can really gain from all that is understanding how expansive knowledge is, is, is basically saying in a nutshell that the glass is, is, is half full, that there's so much that we have yet to experience, it should put a smile on the face because we realize really the, the, the uh, reason for why things haven't somewhat shaped up completely to what we would like to experience from these realities. And, and as architects, we're responsible for building that though. I mean, a lot of people like to tap into their ancient roots. My ancestors were builders and creators. We'll build something then. Why don't you build one of them realities in that big old head of yours that we can all live in then that doesn't, is free of all of the, the imperfections and the distortions of the known world. And then they, then they got excuses after that. It's like, well, brother, you know, <laughs> but this is, this is where it's at. These are the challenges that are coming up. And I believe that this generation has, has more than uh, enough to, to, to do that has more than enough to accomplish that, especially even with these same youth that we're talking about, because once they get wind of this, as even York said, you don't got to be worried about me. You need to be worried about those who read my work and those that come after me. And it's because when those youth start really getting into themselves, because this is like a spiritual selfie, I call it an astral selfie. It's when you really start getting into yourself and realizing that we actually have all this power and this energy. And then a person turns their energy within that same chaotic force that seems to be so destructive 
starts to actually come into one grander use with the same intensity that it had before. And that's why who's the person that is in the, in the orchestra that is doing that? It's the conductor. So a conductor, what does that mean? You, what is a good conductor? Because a gold is the best conductor. That means that you can allow energy to go through you and transfer through you. So the better we become, the sol more soluble we become in a certain tense to how the energy can move through our body, the better we can conduct this orchestra. And then we can take this low bass, which is really the frequency that many of those youth are in. And then we can pair it up with some of these saxophones and some of the rest of these instruments that are all the rest of, all hanging out around the world, still being misused and then play a wonderful symphony. And, and that's what you would really be looking at just from, you know, from an instrumental level. <laughs> that's extremely empowering. When, I, when someone went through, really takes in all the connections to that and how powerful it really is. Yes. And it's extremely powerful. Yeah, I mean, getting out of base for a... <laughs> <laughs> So just matter of just embrace it. Yeah, I mean it's a conductor. Like the, it's the bigger projection. Mm -hmm. We need another architect. We need someone with a bigger projection that can host not only mm -hmm. this reality as it is, but even beyond. And uh, and then that that is laid out for. We can never have enough of those. And and it's a collective thing too. It's basically linking in. It's it's alive now. Like I'm not talking about something that's fictitious. Like I I linked into it personally when I decided to wake up and I increase its amplification with the more people that actually sink in with this same kind of consciousness, which is just sovereignty. It's basically saying that I'd rather, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Like I'm not anybody's slave. I don't bow down to anything. I don't see God as separate than me. I don't see Supreme Being as separate than me. Actually, I don't, I'm beginning less and less to see separation. And, and then the person, these are mantras though, because it's a long way up the tree, but serious. It's like, this is some, you got to keep, it's like a, you, you know, um, when you're talking to yourself, you have to have some kind of arbitrator, which is basically the one that stands in between that will, once it gets too heavy for you, because sometimes it will, Atlas can get a little strained by carrying these worlds. What happens is, is that you're able to collapse it like, uh, Russian dolls all inside of each other. The chakras all collapse inside of each other because you're saying, but yeah, but it's just a program. <laughs> you see, because if you can't do that, it's a strong, it's a, it's a hard road. It's, it's almost untrackable. But if you, if you have to be able to be like, but yeah, but still it's a program. So I'll go through it. I know how to operate it, but I'm not going to completely accept it as being the only thing because that's just not true because there's no such thing as only. See, even when you, you think about it, like I was listening to this, uh, this slight paragraph of Stephen Hawking, who has still been quite annoying to me, but I saw how he plunged, he, he, he rose himself above all phys physics, uh, all other physicists by just saying what we already understand to be the truth, which is that there's nothing, there, something comes from nothing. There's a such thing as nothing. And that's all he sat there and proved. And now, oh my goodness, he's the greatest. And it's, well, duh. I mean, if you sit and think about it, like everything in our world comes from somewhere, but we would still need to figure out where the first one comes, which would leave this open point that nobody can really solve because it won't allow itself to be contained like that. And then the moment that we start tapping into that mind state, that means that everything and nothing. And, and I'll, I'll give some, some very clear details here and I'll be very brief. 
Remember, if you're this little identity known as James Evans Bomar III that wrote the code of the matrix, okay, and then all the rest of the, the stuff that they wrote in the bio, okay, when it's time to be everything, what's going to happen to all of that? It's going to all get bl uh, uh, blown away because it's nothing compared to everything. So this is where the struggle comes in. This is actually where the war starts in the, in the actual body, is the moment that you try to lose the identity this specific identity and try to branch into that everything, like all the trees, the birds, then the planet, then the whole solar system, and then, and you keep blowing out from there until you quirk, which is basically after you expand all the way out to core, which is the sun, then all the other cores, which is really what they are, then you merge them all and they collapse. And then once that collapse and you come over the event horizon, now you're actually in totality. And you're, but you're standing at the door of it, because if you're still conscious, which is what our ancestors have figured out a way to do, if you're still conscious, you're standing at the door of the subjective plane. So you're actually standing at the door where the real prima materia, we're not talking about rocks, we're not talking about trees, we're not talking about none of that, we're talking about real prime materia, which is only symbolic to woman's amniotic fluid or the, or the minerals that are in the bottom of the ocean, okay, because in the bottom of the ocean, there's this jelly stuff and it moves on its own volition and it's so potent with the seed of life that it's animate that's a, that's the only closest uh, uh comparison to the real prima materia and so what i'm saying is that's a welcome to world builder 101 and to try to introduce world builder 101 on top of cnn news doesn't seem to go too cohesive together right now but as time progresses and what we what we cause is this time wave zero see the zero point is caused by us bridging ourselves over across the entire dimension like dna was attempting to do when it's trying to uh it's trying to it's trying to put a net over the abyss so we can track the abyss even all occultists are trying to do that same thing because in the formless which is the subjective plane there's nothing to anchor to so what the occultist attempts to do is anchor themselves to something stronger that has radiated itself out that far that it can still stay cohesive with. And, and to make this very simple, it's like once you lose this identity, this small identity of yourself, and you're flooded with everything, now you have to figure out how to basically be something rather than everything, because that's the only way you can get back into a reality. So this becomes, like I said, this is what it took 20 years sometime for certain people to figure out. Um, so some are already trained for that and just need to wake up those abilities, but this is what I'm talking about. Like I, I'm, this is, I mean, what I'm doing is I'm talking about things that, that, are, uh, that have to be experienced and, and, and can't even really be put in words versus, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do the best that I can with it. And even, it, it comes unhinged when I even try to put words onto this kind of stuff. You see what I mean? So. But you really can't. <laughs> well, no, it you can't, you can't at all. But, but see, and, and it, I'm glad you also said that, but, but we can, because <laughs> this is the whole thing about this world, and this is why it's such an anomaly, because a zero and a one are here. See, what I, what I saw in the other worlds is that they were either zeros or ones. They didn't actually contain both, except for this one. And this is why this one became prime. This is known as the 10. It, it's, a, it's a prime because it has ones and zeros here. And then 
somebody would say, well, you can't make a one a zero, but you can just as soon as nothing comes from something. So this is where we always got to put that Bushido blade out and chop this false illusion that says that, well, you can't. Well, can is actually the name for the serpent. So there's the serpent, there's the cross. So it, that whole symbolism, which is the whole, really the Messiah symbolism is saying, give it to, well, the external Messiah, I'll make that very clear. Well, someone else can, but not me, because we can't. So even the language, it unrolls itself. And you see this, like, see, the reason why people can't see what they're saying is because they're moving at a, a low FPS, which is a frame per second. When you're moving at 7.83 hertz, you have a low frame per second. So this means that you can't actually see the particles just like there's water moving through the air, there's scents moving through the air, there's all different things moving through the air, but you can't see them because the eyes have a low FPS. When you raise the frequency, it raises the frames per second, and then all of a sudden you're aware of other things, what I call the causes to the effects. Now you can actually see the causes, and then as you raise FPS even higher and you get above the causes, you can manipulate the causes. And then when you can manipulate the causes, you can change the effects. This is a time Lord. And I, I've been there, but I'm so close to being able to do it on cue. And then there's another thing, and I, I want to take people into, inside of this. This is what I saw. See, I saw in the mind, because this is some, something strange with this dimension. It has refractions of mirrors and smoke, and it's the looking glass. Like something's literally put an illusion or has created some kind of illusion out of this dimension. And it has a lot to do with lenses and glass and crystals and these kind of things, which, you know, again, is a big, big subjects and topics that I won't get into deeper uh, than that. But what I saw is, is that when I came into this certain stage, I just call it the jump room. And in the jump room of your consciousness, you actually can see yourself in all of the realities through these rectangles which I guess is why we started using TVs, like widescreen TVs, or why the TV even became an invention, because when someone else is shining one of these lenses on you, on the other side of this, and I'm just trying to make it as simple as possible, but on the other side of this, you can see yourself through those lenses all of a sudden, because I guess time collapses, so every refraction you can see. And then when you try to go into one of them, you start feeling all of the emotion that's associated with that particular scene. And this allows you to start to phase into that frequency. And then, man, when I saw that, I was like, Eureka. Like, this is actually what's happening. Like, I can see, and I just saw two then because I lost the vision and just the excitement of it. And that's what I was saying. The higher the frequency, the less empathy. Meaning, incitement is a part of empathy. So what happens, it's a part of emotion. So even excitement throws off the balance. And so what I'm actually explaining to people about, if you really want to do something here to have true compassion is not to judge, is basically not to allow your frequency to be thrown into one direction or another so that you stay in the center. And then when you stay in the center, then there's no circumference. So there's nothing that can circumscribe you. There's nothing that can basically surround you. So then you can't be eaten. <laughs> and then this puts you into a whole nother stage. And the reason why most people on the planet can't explain to you about that stage is because they haven't reached it yet. 
And then there's continuous knowledge being in, 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 in discouragement being pushed forth, saying that we're not primes, which is, oh, there's a God. Oh, there's a higher self. Oh, there's this alien. Oh, there's these angels. And every time it's just stacking more world or words on top of the individual. And these look like clouds in the physical reality, okay? So one time when I was in that stage of the activation, I started noticing that I could change certain things. See, I couldn't change humans and I couldn't change animals. So I asked, why couldn't I change them? And it said, because they're operating just like you on their own volition. But look, and I could change the clouds and I could change the trees. And I said, well, why can I change those? And he said, because those are still in mirror reflection of you, they are you. So then I looked and then just recently I had the same thing happen again and I was looking at the sky and the clouds were moving fast. And I said, man, I wonder if I can slow the clouds down. And then I started to tap into that side of the, the brain that the consciousness that does that. And then sure enough, the clouds, they started slowing down a little bit, not a lot. But then I remembered how when I was in the other stage, I could not only slow the clouds down, I can turn them around and put them in the wrong, in the, in the, I can pull them in the opposite direction. And it said, yeah, because that's when you access the wind. See, when you can be the wind, which is one of the elements, then you can wind, you can rewind and wind. So the wind side of us allows us to control time somehow. And I'm on the brink and I've seen this, but see, people always want to know, well, how, how would that affect the reality? How that would affect everyone else? And that's our first error. When you go plugging in all these other external integers into your equations, you're not going to come out with anything that's exact or accurate. So this is why, for instance, there's this mountain, okay? And this mountain is so dense, it doesn't refract light, so you can't see it. And the beings that live on this mountain, they are not limited like we are because everyone on that mountain has a stronger projection about what they can do. Because what they've done is they've roped off a segment in time. They've collapsed this normal frequency that we always deal with here in this reality on that mountain. So this would be the same thing as if we got into a room, let's say five strong minds, strong bodies, strong souls, and then we started to send those projections in we take ourselves outside of time somehow. And once we do that, then there's no observers. And then once we remove the observer, there's no one's thoughts to cancel it. See, it's the same thing that they, they discovered in the double slot experiment, that the, 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 um, the doubt of the scientists affected the experiment. <laughs> so this happens on the spiritual plane too, is what I'm telling you is that you can change everything around you unless there's someone that doubts. And because there's so many watchers that are always doubting, constantly sending out a frequency that doubts you and looks at you as less. And this, see, this is what I've been even seeing in the reality. Like people will even take other workers, like human slavery is not over yet. Like they ship some of these people from other countries to these other places and they put them in these small rooms and make them work and they feed them this food and you know, feed them the cheapest food. And so nothing's really changed. It's all still going on. But see, that doubt of who we really are 
is tied directly into what we're putting over our heads. So when we remove that, and when we really go into work with removing those kind of burdens off of people by giving them the clarity, see, you're not doing it for them because there's no such thing. If you even start doing that, you, be, you roll into the same areas of the external Christ. But when you give them the power, like you empower them, like this is what this knowledge is doing. A person can cake themselves from nothing. It can make a cripple climb trees. I've watched myself completely collapse a life and grow another one again within a year and a half, two years. And it's almost become a consistent action of tearing it all down in order to build it back up better again versus coveting what is there. Like, oh, well, you know, some person get into themselves as they are now and they just hone in on that so much and they just keep putting clothes on it and keep putting more makeup on it and, and all these different things, never realizing that it's something greater until they solidify it as that, right? Like if you solidify it, you put, you know, you believe so much in it. And this, this has to do with a question that I was asked uh, and that I do need to answer before we get to the end of the conversation. The question was, is uh, does having a vasectomy done cut, cut you off from any of your creative energy? And, and the, the answer is, of course, the vasectomy is, is, is a, a, a version of, of, of making the male uh, not have children anymore, okay? And what I have to explain to this person is, is that it depends on how much you believe in the body. And also it depends on how much the body believes in you <laughs> because the body has got its own identity that has been developed over millions of years of it progressing through sludge. And so to try to convince it all of a sudden that it's not real becomes quite the task. <laughs> so that's why when things happen to our bodies, it can affect our energetic center. If someone performs surgery on us, which is basically then man's hands coming into the place that has not been built by man's hands. That's the abomination that creates desolation. Now, I'm not saying that everyone that's had surgery is doomed, but I'm just saying if you have a choice, I wouldn't do it until you got above the body identification and the fluid centers and the chemical reactions and of the elements that are, capable, uh, that are making you capable of living your life out as it is now. The second question was, okay, is everything in life scripted? And is there an, or is there an overarching plan? Excuse me, is everything in life script, scripted and is there an overarching plan or do we have complete freedom of choice? Okay, or both. <laughs> the person says it's both. And anytime you get a dual answer, it's always both, by the way. Sometimes every time somebody says, do you want this or now? I say both. It saves me time, energy, the whole nine. Currency, money most of the time and everything. So what happens is, is that it's scripted when it comes to the will when it comes to the emanations of light that are coming from the vault, which are basically spraying out the program of the reality in a succession of an annual, so simplified. The stars in the sky are basically playing a, a symphony of activities that embed itself into us, just as all rays were seen as penetrative substances, that embed itself, they embed themselves into us and if we accept that, that means to accept your destiny. That's why the whole thing is tied into the zodiac. And if you're to read your zodiac, you're supposed to be like this, this life. And then comes the circumstances as they circumscribe you. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that if you get circumscribed, it's all scripted for sure. And this is why you can look into the language to even read your own script. You can look into your birthday and start reading your own script. But to be a sovereign, when you reach sovereignty, which means to actually provide all your powers, 
fire, earth, wind, water come from me, right? When you can say that, then you step into sovereignty, then it's wet work, meaning that it's all, it's all malleable because anything that you want to move around, you just use a diametric opposite, opposite poles. Like if everything has this diametrics, so if it's water that's, or it's fire that's kicking up, you just douse it with water and turn it into something else. So this is how the, uh, the advanced move about the dimension. So those are the answers to those two questions. And uh, I'm also available for any more questions. Okay, 773, did you have any additional questions? And also for everyone else listening in, uh, we're coming close to the top of the hour. So if you have any questions or comments or you jotted down some notes, feel free to start six in now. For sure. And uh, I would love to take just a brief break and get some water. And then, sure. uh, and then maybe if you want to play one of those wonderful songs. Uh, <laughs> sure, then, no uh, problem. Be right forward, and, and uh, we can go into the, the close of the conversation. And you know, wonderful message today, though. It's it's highly uh, yeah. It, it's it's very um, potent though, because it's one of those you know you may have to take in and just start writing things down and then start taking apart. But uh, there were some very new things transmitted. There's always going to be something new. I mean, there's never no end to this. So people are like, man, what is it going to stop? And it's not going to stop. <laughs> you might as well just figure out how to strap yourself on and, you know, and, and get a little comfortable in the ride. But, yeah, it, it's really one of those things. And, and I will tell people, though, it's not, it's not just me in the tense of that, you know, it's just my own volition making all of this happen. There is something massively collective going on. And yeah. it's as otherworldly as our real existence, meaning that it's, I see the fingerprints all over the place. I'm not a dummy. Like I'm just, you know, obviously I figured some things out so I can reverse engineer pretty much any situation. And I'm telling you, it's something else going on. And I think it's just, I personally have, have written it off to being our higher collective selves are merging. And so mm -hmm. what we're doing is we're just gaining all the information and that all the experiences that were tied into that and all of our connections with each other and realizing who we all are. And then that's what it is. But it has a tendency to move as if, is something that's operating that already knows what to do. And then we're just following those, uh, those directions until we catch up. Because then when you catch up and you enter that prime body, then you start being able to write this whole thing as you want to write it. And so that's what I'll say. So I'm just going to be okay, right well, for it. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Everyone, we're going to take a brief, brief break. Those of you that are currently in the queue, we're going to pick you up right after this music break. And we're going to play Alicia Angelica James, Earth Child. Got me wild. 
That was Alicia Angelica James from her CD, Within, and that was called A Child. 
And again, everyone, we're winding down the show. We have some callers in queue. So if you want to come in, star six in. But we have going to go through the callers that are currently in queue. And we're going to start with caller 317. Welcome to the call. Uh, good evening, this Frankie. I know Sheba, and I don't know the gentleman's name, and I don't. It's what? Savan. Savan. Uh Okay, thank you. I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah, I mean, it works. (laughs) (laughs) I've been enjoying the show, but I need, please, for you to explain to me. Now, I had. I'm not taking this the wrong way, but right now, I'm trying to leave my mind open. I would like to know, when you said that when you had the surgeries, I've had two different types of surgeries, and uh, both of them were major, way up in the age, but I'm not saying the name, the the word that you use, I can't say it properly, but I would like for you to explain to me what you really mean when you say something about damnation or whatever you call it. Could you please explain to me what that really means? Okay, uh, I'll just cover the topic completely that way. uh, There's no misunderstandings. What I'm saying is, is that the body is the temple that's not built by man's hands, okay? And this is because obviously man cannot make organs and things of this nature. And so what happens is, is that when something goes into that temple, it's very similar to like a, a bull in a china house. Ten, things can tend to be broken. You know, it's like there's ventricles and there's different things that connect into certain channels. And then that does govern the, the energy and the energetic potential of the individual. And so what happens is, is that it's very important to, especially if a person has experienced some kind of surgery, start to hone more in on detaching from the body as far as it being the primary uh, uh, thing in the mind of what you believe to be real. And, and so, and this is called compensation, like, a, or, or um, it's, it's like if you figure out, let's say, for instance, that you have a bad left leg, but you still have to go and play. Uh, this game or whatever, and and you need to use your legs, you're going to favor your right leg more than your left leg rather than putting too much pressure on that left leg. So it's the same thing as as what we're doing here to realize that if you do have situations going on with the body, which, you know, billions of people in the world that have different situations going on with their body, that if you know those those, uh, situations to be, and you, you would have to get a lot more specific and we have to take more time at analyzing specific parts of the body, then you would need to make that compensation when attempting to go into certain frequencies. And mainly, you know, it, there is a level because still realizing that the body, you know, the body can be over, it's, uh, it's called mind over matter sometimes, but it's basically where that you could, go beyond what the body can generally accomplish by going into another state of your consciousness and and utilizing that as your primary point of interaction. You see what I mean? So so what I'm talking yeah. about is, is I'm just talking about that if if the person the question that was presented to me the individual was is going to have a vasectomy and because for a male a lot of the energy is tied into his uh kundalini thus is tied into his seminal fluids then it may not be the best idea before the male, especially at least break some of the top chambers to cut off that valve until, uh, because those top chambers allow the person to know more about how they're not the body. So it's like you want to really get the lesson of that. But if for some reason you find yourself on the opposite side of the situation where you've already had some work done, then it's good to compensate by introducing yourself to teachings and studies 
that center around how to detach from the body so that way any kind of issues with the body don't become somewhat of the, the uh, pitfall for, for the individual getting into uh, higher, more balanced states and frequencies. All right. And can I say one more thing? Sure. Thank you for explaining it to me. Oh, you're more than I appreciate welcome. it so much. And I just wanted to say that I, uh, I don't know what you say when you say that. Well, I am, I am a Hare Krishna person. That's all, you know, and it's most enjoyable. I'm sorry to say I, I, I don't approve just me, myself and I. I'm just saying I don't care for religion or anything like that. But do you have anything to say about that? Well, any, be... any, any tradition that is taken internally uh, will suffice. Uh, it's only when religion and dogma is externalized that it loses its original meaning. In every single teaching, its original teaching was about in the internal system. I mean, I could sit here for hours and just explain how uh, even biblical traditions, the uh, Abrahamic traditions, all those traditions had to do with the actual body itself and mind and soul in conjunction and the different variations that it goes through in its experience with itself. So, but when, when those things are taken external and then there becomes um, an external figure to actually divert one's energy or power into, aka an Eve angel, a broker in that tense, then I personally have uh, learned in my path that uh, you would need to get beyond such things. But such things do function as steps on the ladder um, yes. Meaning that each time you come through these incarnations, there is something to, to gain and something to, to expand with, and that we are all are, are working in that with our own time. And so it's not, it's not for me to say to any individual to how they're experiencing their belief, because it's really, at the end of the day, all about intention. Uh, and and that's, what I'll, that's where I'll leave it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome in call of 510. Five, five, welcome to the call. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, my question is in regards to um, the children and the youth. I just have this natural affinity and calling towards them. And I'm just trying to see like what the best way is to really build the bridge with them. Um, pretty much just, just open-ended general. Like how yeah. do the, how do the youth and kids really tie into this? And I don't know. I feel the kids that are coming in now are coming in so fiercely, and I can see that. And so I don't know. I'm just trying to make that connection. Yeah, I mean, a connection indeed. Uh, it would literally be uh, making a bridge. And you know, we often mm -hmm. sometimes people see bridges as just a little part that goes across. They never see the pillars. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and to put pillars into a bridge into the modern youth. No, it's, I've, I've thought about it. I, I, I don't know if I'm really uh, able to share my beliefs on the situation just for how many partial people are always on these conversations. But realistically, what I do is, is I look at time and I see time and technology and I, I look at it as uh, like we're at the, the, the starting line together and then someone hits the, the start or the, you know, the fire the gun and then we both take off running. And then I, I watch technology running and I'm seeing how everything that we're dealing with in this reality now, or mainly the youth are dealing with, is on a technical nature. So I think that that becomes like the first Achilles heel to uh, people trying to build a bridge to the youth because if someone has a, 
a spiritual inclination, they tend to be somewhat technically defunct because it's just two different sides of the brain. And um, because it, even st schools like Montessori, or, which is basically teaching a child how to learn the basics of, of you know, being around animals and planting different things and working with blocks and geometric shapes and really no curriculum, no, um, you know, no, work, no languages and no math and stuff that early, especially, tends to be very effective. Okay, so that's one level. So that Montessori works, but it's also a private school and it's for basically rich kids. So when you get to that next level and then you start seeing just the traditional children that are going to the schools um, that are involved really with the Western culture and the Western curriculum, you find them being more controlled by the media, that school actually becomes a, you know, a rapidly fading situation uh, for them in most parts. And it's just because you know, everyone's wise enough now to see most of what you learn, you can really learn on your own volition and through the internet, not to mention most of the stuff won't help you really make any money, which is kind of what people are centering in on, especially the children are centering in on now. So to be able to really go faster than technology and to actually be there for our children like a cradle in a certain tense to, to catch them as they're falling through this scenario and this reality, you will have to jump through time. So you would have to introduce things that were on the cutting edge of what they're dealing with. Um, and again, I'm voicing my own opinions here, but realistically, unless you're just working on the spiritual plane, see, there's just tons of things that you can do. It's just how many people are you affecting? Because I would have to run these, these things through my mind anyway. Um, I find that documentaries and things are very effective, reach millions of people, and, but it's just only a part of lifestyle, okay? Because lifestyle is clothing, lifestyle is games, lifestyle is all of that other stuff. So really, uh, there's still such a small percentage that spirituality and spiritual advancements really makes up of a person's average daily life. So if I was to be put right into this fear and I was just told, hey, fix this, and you know, we don't want to hear anything about it as far as uh, what the methods are, just get it done, I would say that you, the only way you're going to beat technology is to completely um, change virtual reality into a method of being able to activate the human being by getting them familiar with their projection abilities of, of what comes from their mind. So what I'm saying is, is that, see, the youth today, even when explain, being explained the power of the body, can't really comprehend it because it's just no, there's not enough examples of it. Right now, these multi-level role, multi role-playing games, basically the entire game industry makes up millions of our children, way more than you think. It's just not something that's being seen, okay? EA Games, which is actually the other name for Saturn, is really heading up the industry in gaming and introducing phantoms to the kid's mind. I mean, way more than people have ever been noticing. Because see, these also, there's just so many people that like you only can scan so many, right? But when you have like a more massive being, you can scan more and you start seeing how many millions are involved. You start really being able to fathom what those numbers mean as far as consciousness. So if I say four million people are playing Wicker, which is basically a game about dark magic in a time that we left a long time ago. And then that's still four million souls we're talking about that are focusing on something. And then if I talk about FIFA 
and then I talk about uh, all the rest of those games. Now, for a Puritan or a person who's just a white side, they're going to say, that's right, we need to get rid of those games. But then they don't get it. The whole life is a game. It's all an illusion. So the more real the game becomes, the more the person starts to hone in and sync up with the lifestyle and the game. And this is what you even see with the new Vice City. And, uh, and this is the areas that these beings are moving in because they're tech lords. They're metatrons, as they call them, or trons. They move in L's or they're, they're, electri they're electrical. They can move through screens. They can move through electricity. They can move through jacks. So all that whole electrical side of things is really where this power is residing that is ruling over this world, right? So if someone said, well, how can we head them off at the pass? I would say there's enough potential within the Oculus Rift to actually get the person more familiar with what they can do in their dream. Um, that would be my only uh, statement on this thus far. Uh, what I would also gander though is, is that when you get into this other frequency that, that we're also, because we I just move in different, different levels because I, I have to, I have to know everything. I have to, I have to be at every single point. So there's still a lot of, because you're asking me the question now, so I'm just going to give you based on what's going on now in real time. But my fringe research shows that there's an ability to enter the back room of this reality. It's like the other side of the looking glass. It's very difficult to maintain yourself there, especially since everything you think manifests. So you have to be, you have to be in supreme control of your mind. And what happens is in the back room, you can see certain decisions, certain energies moving through that actually are affecting people more than most people think. And if you can shape, mold, and fashion those energies, then you could change the entire reality. And if you were a balanced person, no, it's not going to say a good person. If you were a balanced person, you could do so much for this reality. Generally, what you have in the back room for those who can actually access that space, which is very few, are either good people, and that makes up the White Lodge, by the way, as they're calling themselves good, but remember, neither one of these, they're all, in, they're all imbalances, and it takes lifetimes for a person to really get that. And then also the bad people, which is really, you know, really, if there was ever a resistance, which it is, it's because about 60 to 70 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, like during the times of, of uh, Adolf Hitler, there were certain levels of knowledge that were bought into this reality that very, uh, just, just really, really hardcore for the reality to, to even begin to go into that kind of framework of their, their consciousness. And so now all of the people who were instructed in, the, in that craft, which is quite more than we think, like it, it makes up most of the leaders of many groups, that their vision on our expansion is not present. They only have a vision as the same as their dark lord, which is basically to enslave everyone and to just basically keep collecting more of the crumbs, meaning that these people have sold humanity out for a chance, or not even a chance because they're experiencing it now, but basically a higher level of position in the slavery, <laughs> like more closer to the top of the pyramid, but not completely out of the pyramid, if you get where I'm coming from. So this is why it takes us to be innovative and Instead of expressing my ideas, most of the time, the people I just do, do. You see, I, I just act. I just activate. That way I don't get caught up into this whole 
uh, Cain and Abel thing that everyone goes through in their mind about whether they like it or whether they don't like it, because that, those are all still thoughts, because the person could sit back and see what I'm saying and say, well, I don't agree with that, but those are all just thoughts. And as long as we just keep thinking and not doing anything, then that would be the first part of this whole trick, right? And so I'm just saying, like, you got millions and millions of kids that are basically glued to this screen, and then what they're learning in these games, which is projecting right into their mind's eye, is basically just how to rob, steal, kill, run a couple touchdowns, and the same thing that goes on on TV. But if we took for a moment the ability of what virtual reality is offered, because it has a 0% latency, this means that the brain is so, is, is so hackable that it believes if you turn your head and then the reality that you're looking at also moves, it starts to believe it's real. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm just saying. The human being is just wide open to how much it can be programmed. So it's been programmed. But is anyone ever thinking about taking some of this stuff and just putting us back to the rudimentary levels of, if I just make a game that's flying, you jump in that thing and you're just always flying and you're seeing it right in front of you as if you're really flying, I can guarantee you within three days when you go to sleep, you're going to start flying. And to me, then you could put the thing away. It's, that's, now you could just start flying because you're teaching yourself how to fly. So that's the only application that I see for, for much of this. It's not even real technology. If technology is supposed to be advancement because I've seen other kind of devices and machines that generally run on magnets that are symbiotic to the human uh, electromagnetic frequency, so it actually charges you rather than discharges you. So unfortunately, the electronics that we're using discharge us as human beings. And that's why when we activate, we blow out electronics and, uh, and they fail. And just like they say, when a solar, a solar flare, a soul flare blows out electronics. So the reality is, is that when we do all activate, there won't be no iPads. Not to mention, they say that there's, a, there's an entire cult embodiment around Apple. Apple, right, that's why it's bitten off. It's a symbol of the bitten apple from the tree. And that the iPad and the iPods are actually the, when you looked at the matrix, the thing that Neo was in is a pod. And that the iPad and the iPod is designed to basically become the cradle that the individual is residing in, in the intranet. And then from that point, there is a projection pushed out like a cymatic or a frequency that's very multifaceted, but actually nets so many people inside of it. And this, of course, is why Facebook. And so what I'm telling you is, is that if you're, chase, if, you're, if you're in a race with technology, you're in this race with this negative side of Saturn. <laughs> and because there's a positive and negative to every chakra, every planet, et cetera. And so what you're really looking to do is you're looking to balance it out. You're not looking to cancel it out. You know, that's just going to create more of a schism. So what I see is the, the positive balancing out of this technology is if it is to be used, it's to be used as a mechanism to show the human being once more that when you close your eyes and when you're activated, you don't see darkness. You see actually the light, the lights of whatever you want to create. And then you create from there. It's very similar to the dream. Those are all, that's all light work coming from your own uh, frontal lobe and corpus callosum. And it's to me the sheer belief, not so much as just the conflict, because the conflict does of course burn out the center part of the brain, but we're re we regenerate. Like if I break my leg, I believe that it's gonna heal. Like, so it does heal. If I get sick, 
I believe I'm sick, so I start, my body kicks in this reaction, says heal. So it's really just a thought. <laughs> and so if the youth in many tenses believe because they had examples, which looks like we may be able to show them this year, that we're capable of doing something beyond what we've normally been able to do as human beings, then it would start a chain reaction. Now, it may start a chain reaction. Oh, no, it will. Because the energetic potential, seven years ago, I went through the energetic potential. There was someone in the room with me, and they were not in the condition to be going through the energetic potential, meaning their lifestyle didn't equate to this holiest of holies that everyone keeps saying that you need in order for you to activate. And that person, in fear of what was going on in that room with all the metal shaking, but some of the things that didn't have any vibration staying still, which causes quite a weird optical effect, grabbed me, and then they went into activation. Except, and this is what kind of lets us know a little bit more about what afterlife consists of, if you do happen to be in the bottom of the vortex too often. They said they went down and then they saw themselves. Okay, let's say this is the other side of the looking glass is what this person was referring to. This is like when you, there's another part of you. And says so he went down and he saw that other part of himself and he grabbed himself. This shows you that inside of our consciousness, there's two different sides and they need to embrace one another. And then he said he started flying up with himself. This shows that what he had become when he had, when he had touched the vibration, the Shakti, and he was getting, he got shocked. He became something that had wings. And then he went to get himself. This is what I was saying about the oversoul and when you become the oversoul. So you come and get yourself. And then he said he started flying up and some things were hot on his trail. So this is, of course, all the different ropes and things that are connected to you that are trying to pull you back down like crabs in the bucket. And then he said he was rushing towards a light, okay? And that light led back into this reality. But he said, unfortunately, that light started to get dimmer and then it closed and he found himself just there. And then on the other side of the looking glass, which is where I was in this reality, it, I could tell he was somewhere else because he was kind of glazed over. And then and there was a, a weird reaction, like the way he was moving. And this lets me also understand that when the soul is not in a human being, the body still does act, but it's more like a beast. Then the conclusion was, is that I yelled into his mouth. It seemed like a good idea. It was either that or attempt to dismantle him because he was just he seemed weird to me at what he had become but even in that point was like this compassion point it was a lot going on in that room that day because I saw something in the past like in ancient times where this same being that was present in the room inside of him at that moment was the same one that we destroyed when we should have had compassion and it was that being's destruction that caused this huge ripple effect that we're even experiencing now in this world. And this story is in occultism. And so what happened was is that instead of running him through, which would have probably put me into the slammer for quite a bit of time, I decided to show compassion and see if I could bring him out. And when I yelled into his mouth, he said once he came back, 
that he saw the light again. And then he said he rushed to it. And then that, when he rushed to it, he came up like somebody coming out of water. And he said, oh, shit, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. He said, man, what happened? And I said, I don't know, man. You had become something else for a moment. But, but you see, so this is, this is a real thing. And remember, like I was in headlong into that situation. And I, it started with me not believing that none of this stuff was possible. That's why it was actually such a, a starch wake up in my life to allow me to do what I've been doing for the last six years because I had a lot of spiritual experience before then, but nothing to that kind of degree. And after that, I was never able to be convinced that there wasn't something going on. So that made me unmovable. And then when you're unmovable, you don't go into like, just because you hear this book and it sounds all great, you start believing that. Just because you see this new tradition or see this new person, then you start believing that. It's like you're so unmovable, you're just adding a collective body of knowledge that you're not even judging on because you realize that, man, until I get the complete picture, there's no reason for me to be making decisions because I'm just going to be making decisions in error. And then, so, and then that saves a lot of energy and it starts creating this non-biased stance, okay, that's balanced. So now you can actually sit through 200 pages of the Comic-Con foolishness to grasp what the core of these words really mean that we're using in this Sumerian, Elvic, backwards, Germanic, Gothic language that we're speaking in right now. You see, so it's like a whole nother thing. It's like, shoot, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of awake and I'm shaken up, but I'm also not going to give up on myself. I'm not going to bow down. Like if I've gotten this far, and I'm saying I at this point, but all is self, if we've gotten this far, because I'm still breathing air. Anyone who thinks they've done it alone, <laughs> why are you breathing then? None of this is alone. So these are the things that I would have to keep reinforcing, even when I was in, the, in what I call the buffer. See, there's another period, we're winding down here, that when you go into these frequencies, if you're doing any kind of work, then you're going to be traveling through frequencies. So before you get to, like, in the rainbow, okay, there's a place where the color stops and the other color begins. That little space in there is called the buffer. And it's so lonely. <laughs> it's like when you start going into another state of consciousness and you leave the island that, or the chakra that you were just on to set off on this journey, this, in this quest to see if there's a yet a greater place. When you're in the middle of that ocean, either you turn back, go back to the old chakra, the old ways again, or you'll keep going. But that period in there is known as the buffer. And man, you only just see people coming and going in there. So for a while in my life, for two years, I just saw people coming and going. And you can always tell what direction they were headed in. And we would exchange as much as we could, and then we would say goodbye. And then I started making it to other chakras, making it to other stations, and then learning everything there. Because what it talks about, even in, the, in, in many of the knowledge, but this is a true thing, when you get into another frequency, you're on another disc. And then now, it's the same world, but every single interaction with, you get these new people are now in the world. And remember, the people are the ones that are real. So that's really the celestial bodies right there. So these new people start coming around with these different states of consciousness, these different frequencies that they're on. Each one exclaiming that this is it. <laughs> this is all there really is because I realize that when you get on each another disc 
Everyone that's on that disc is exclaiming that this is the only thing. This is all there is. But then you start recognizing this pattern. It's like the same thing for Christianity. Same thing with Gnosticism. Same thing with Islam. Same thing with this new age. Everyone exclaims, this is it. But it tells us, our existence tells us there's no such thing. And this is where your power, the ultimate power, like if there was a one waff, which is a wonder weapon, the actual rod of Hermes, it's actually to be able to go into the mind and say, but yeah, it's still a program. That way, any kind of weight that you've accumulated within the myth, within the drama or the dragon mother, as I call it, that you can easily put that weight off. Like, my, my yoke's easy, my burden's light. I'm not going to accept these millions of souls that I got to save and then take on the burden of the savior program because it's still a program. But when I'm in this, because nobody said it was hard except for me, this is where that, that, that real spirit, they say, oh, those black folks have got spirit. Have some fun with it. <laughs> Meaning that don't let it completely compress you into nothing. Be inventive. You're an inventor. You're an architect. <laughs> like, wake up, Alice. You're in Wonderland. You're on the other side of the looking glass. Get with yourself. Learn that all is self. Start taking these lessons from the reality. See, the last thing I want to tell everyone here, and this is, this is the last key point maybe, <laughs> for today. See, what the reality did is the reality, it camouflaged itself. Okay, see, one time I was up on this mountain, and I had never opened up my third eye that high in the air. Okay, because when you open up your third eye, you see all of what's around you mainly, especially if you're in nature, and it just, it goes into you. So you're already almost being enveloped by it because you're basically right in all of it. You don't even see it's actually going through you, just like a, like a Wi-Fi signal. It's going through your body, <laughs> but you can't see that. But when the third eye is open, you can actually see that. So one time I was above all of that. I was on this mountain, and then I went in, and I looked, and that's when I saw it. And I can't say it's everywhere, but it's definitely in Costa Rica. The whole area was one being looked like a crocodile almost just one massive being the trees the whole nine right and so as I'm beholding this trying to stay cohesive and not just freak out because there's a point where either you freak out or you crack a grin some people actually get stuck in that grin face but I choose generally to crack a grin because it kind of like it you know, it breaks, it breaks some of the fear. And, that, and then what I saw was is that, see, when you're seeing, you're here seeing, feeling, you're doing all this at the same time because the eye is central. So now all the chakras are collapsed. And so you can read all of the story from this being. You can ask questions and look, and you could do all that all in one moment. So I got the whole story. The being is like the parent or something, right? But the children don't want to be involved with it anymore, right? And this, this story is really... Uh, synchronistic to a lot of people's lives, okay? And then now this, this parent still wants to be with the child so much. I call this smothering. That's why they take this S on mothering and you get smothering. That what it did was it camouflaged itself as all of the objects that are around us. What we think is organic and inorganic. 
And this is why it's so funny to watch the organic inorganic war. <laughs> it's like, oh, these technology and these computers and all this, and they, they're just now getting out of the crib. They didn't even understand that the earth that we live on, all of the things that are in it are made from it. Computers or eggs, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, so what this means then is, is that we're just looking at different variations of the same thing. And so every time we create something, be it a computer, be it a 3D printer, be it a, a, a wooden doll, whatever, it's all the same entity. And what it does is it lives with us again through that. So listen to what I'm saying. So for that moment when we're cherishing that cell phone, when we're cherishing that doll that somebody made, when we're cherishing that painting, we're actually cherishing the elements. And that is also how the elements entwined us. So like I said, there's good sides, bad sides, indifferent sides, but it's just better to just know what's going on, see it as what it really is, and then whatever you want to do, trust me, there's a way to do it. Everything is in formulas. So you just set your mind to what you want to do. And then, you know, for me, it took six to seven years for me personally. The, the projection was total sovereignty, nothing less. I set that projection for all of humanity. Okay, it was already something done. It doesn't, it, that initial signature of when I put it out there and the old whole collective of people that were doing that, put that out there, is still riding. And many people are getting into that frequency. We're not saying that it's everybody, but then again, what does that mean anyway? So what I'm saying is, is that I'm giving you a little insight of the different dynamics of how could the children can be helped. I took you through the spiritual I took you through the technical, and, and with those, because the physical, you know, it, <laughs> physical is the hardest one. Nobody wants to get and run the gauntlet, right? Like nobody wants to go hit that gym every single day. We hit the gym every single day. We still, we push the physical body too, but that's also what that entails. And many children, they, they get into a little bit with the sports and things like that. And that's, of course, why the sports become so dead-ended in a certain sense, because they're, those who tune their body to, uh, to precision have an innate ability if they can actually invert their system to activate Kundalini rather rapidly. Because the same thing that's in the wind of what you would need to gain as a boxer and what you need to gain as a football player, et cetera, you, all you have to do is invert it. Because right now the system, the person breathes backwards. So all the energy goes down to the lower area of the body. If you just turn it around, then all the energy goes up into the top of the body. And these people become like your mentors, like the mentors in a tense to like how you would see a, a statue out there uh, in the Roman Colosseum of a perfect mind, body, and soul, you see? So yeah, so that's the different dynamics. So you could choose from there. Like remember, it's all, uh, all, these, all these are tools. You could, some people listen today, very technically inclined, some people today Listen, they don't have a technical side, hate technology, but really have a spiritual inclination, want to know how it could be done that way. Also, still to realize at the end of the day, all of it's coming from the prime and materia of earth, or actually, or the material of earth, ma, right? And that ma is, is living through everything that we create. So that actually becomes also our judgment. 
So when you start mixing this stuff up, just like was shown in that bitten apple, the bitten apple is the symbol of the pentagram with one, one, one uh, angle broke off, okay? And what this basically means is if we attempt to create something in this reality, we should work with keeping, making sure that the projection is balanced. And the only way for us to do that is to become balanced first and then create it. Or else what we create is off balance and then we spend a great deal of time, even like I had done, to put it back into balance again. So just remember the power of creation is encoded within the metaphor that when Cain and, and, and excuse me, when uh, Adam and Eve had a child, the first child was Cain. And Cain was, you know, you know the story of Cain. So actually it was the first king with that attitude and all the rest of the stuff because of the, not the knowledge, lacking the knowledge of how to create something. And this is also sometimes with the children. So we're taking this full circle. If a person creates a child and doesn't know how to create a child, that creates more responsibility for you, <laughs> right? Like now we got all these children, all these creations, these abundant fruits starting to spoil. So while everyone thinks that the planet's not abundant, it's because we're looking at money. <laughs> but if each of us is kilojoules of energy that can even be cycled to perpetuation, that means eight billion people, oh my goodness, do you know how far the projection could be of the power? It would be the universe. You see what I mean? Like, if you had the collective power of eight billion people, it would exist at least as far as the furthest reaches of what we're calling the universe, probably proving that there are multiple realities running based on the energy that's coming from this sphere called Earth, the crucible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's quite amazing when you think about it. But even some of the simplest stuff, like how does something come from nothing, becomes a perpetual idea to drive the energy of the human being and even beyond. If we can just settle into ourselves, come out of this third person, second person, come back into prime, realize that the body has this potential to even be a supreme being. There's no doubt in that, except for the doubt that we put there. Let the... Uh, the forgetfulness dissolve itself away. And then for us to have the memories again of who we really are and what we really are, and then take it to that next stage, which stage, which is basically a leap. And that goes a quantum leap because the distance in which we are now, like, you know, we're still trying to, we're still using oil versus teleportation is a leap, right? So how we make this leap, and I want to tell this to the individuals that sometimes bungee and even crazy situations just to try to get some spiritual knowledge, but how we make this leap, when we make it together, we connect like what the DNA did. So it's not even really a leap then, because you know, a leap is synonymous with you may fall. <laughs> it's like there's a large gap here. You're going to need to make a leap. But see, if we do it together, it becomes basically like throwing a rope across. So I'm just trying to get some visualizations of how we get into and how you get into a more expanded projection for these youth, because since that's come up so much in this conversation, and then I'm also giving insights of how I've seen it from different angles as to when presenting the question to myself, Seven, what are we gonna do about these, the youth and, and then what's going on now? Because I have a lot of fervency for them. I, actually, I believe a lot of, of our audience makes, it, it does make up uh, uh, individuals such as my friend Mars, 
Marsden and, and individuals that are like 16, 17 years old when they first started listening to this and now are in their 20s and are, are dynamic with it. So it's really just about getting this into another format to where the children can actually begin to perceive from where they are, i.e. the bridging, how this is gonna work for them. So that's it, I, I'm hoping I didn't take too much of Nashifa's time. She's probably like, oh my goodness, <laughs> if he opens up another segment, <laughs> I'm gonna ask no, him to do I another Wednesday. <laughs> what helps people see is his multiple layers above and below. Yeah. It's no just one answer, pad answer. It's not black and white. For sure. It's multiple mm -hmm. layers. So if you understand that from the beginning, you can tend to follow and better understand the conversation by understanding it from that perspective. Yes. Thank you so much. I love your speed of deliverance. It's amazing. And like you helped me out so much. Savon, like I love you so much. I love you, you have no too. Idea. <laughs> For sure. Wholeness. Wholeness. Thank you so so much. We have two more callers in queue and then we're gonna wind wind it down. I'm gonna welcome in eight eight zero five. Eight zero five, welcome to the call. Hello, Savon. Wholeness. Ah, wow. <laughs> Just getting these, uh, like you say sometimes on your show, just the butterflies come up because um, just sometimes having one projection in the live stream, one would feel like if two people would communicate, one, they would just get canceled out. And that's the feeling sometimes <laughs> I have. Um, but as far as I'm so grateful that you've been addressing some of the things you have been such as uh, the experiences of going through and experiencing reality into a way where it, it can just be manipulated at the instant, which is such a powerful uh, uh, vantage point to experience and definitely an intimidating one because things happen so fast, so fast in that, in that period of time. And then also, like you were saying, that the other reference points might cancel out that that resonance that's creating that reality to be more malleable in the first place. Right. So, yeah, right. I've had I've had that experience definitely in in just you know dedicating days and months and years just to cultivate that energy and then just have it you know being just seeing it like build 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 and then and then and then in a second just kind of like being that whole frame of reality just kind of like zipping away for, because of the other reference point and that just really it's a lot of respect for nature because that's really the, it really wants to work together too. I was having a conversation today and hopefully this will just feed into what you're talking about but that this whole this whole Gaia or whatever we'll call it this just this living organism they're trying now to prove that through the laws of thermodynamics that that it's just trying to create systems to efficiently distribute the heat. And so, yeah, I just wanted to Well, I mean, it's a womb, so I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, I think that, that was actually a notation that I had here. I mean, it's in the double cube, which is basically the different size of the looking glass, one of them is the receptacle. And that's also even in the body where the energy is stored up before the energy is released. There's a receptacle and stored up energy just as like lots of people in the matrix and chaos create heat. And that same heat is actually the root of the bacteria that begins to generate yet more life. 
So we see that it's nothing really broke. <laughs> you know, as an observer, I was like, you know, there's nothing really broke here. It's running as it, it runs. It's just, a, you know, what peace are we in this? Are we in wholeness yet? Or have we made it to unity? And, and I find these as being fields that we oscillate through. And, uh, and then until we come into that totality point. And I feel like that's happening more and more because, you know, many of us are, are gaining a, a bigger insight on, on how all this ties in. And, uh, and I see earth, you know, and the earth is also very, of course, synonymous, synonymous with the feminine for multiple reasons, even though it does also have a masculine side as we all do. And it's just that it's become the reservoir or the container for all of our frequencies. And, and those frequencies are our memories. And, uh, and that's why also we have, you know, it's, it's a paradox, you know, we, that we could want to leave it, but we could also want to stay with it, just as you wouldn't want to see your mother go or for yourself to go away from your mother. So, but at the same time, you have to realize that it's all inside of you and that you, to, to, to go away doesn't even make any sense, seeing it's all inside, right? And I think that that's the difference between a person that's internal and external is that a person that's internal knows that there's, there's nowhere to go. Then the, the, the riddle was is that there, there's nothing that you can take from it because where would you put it? And there's nothing that you can give to it because where would you get it? It's all the same thing. And, you know, those kind of things start to, this is the logical explanation of infinity, which is what, you know, I'm, I'm really talking about. But even that contemplation alone sends the mind into a world that does power up the system because it's, for the body, positive. Because you're giving more space to this being that wants to expand more and more before it realizes, just like a heart beats and just like we breathe in and out, it realizes that the power is actually in contraction, <laughs> like to actually be that minuscule, porous thing gliding through the, all of the tubes and the, holes in the, and the holes in the fabrics of the tube. And, you know, just like what we would see as uh, um, like a Wi-Fi passing through a wall. If we can become as minuscule and small as that, we can pass right through the reality. And I found that that's actually what happens when you go into these higher states of consciousness is you collapse all of these centers into this ball. And then that ball is so perceptive and so collected, it actually can experience all of reality in that one space. And because there's no time then there, time being space, time being separation. So, you know, and again, this is explaining it, which is now the next level of how, what we've got good at to explain it. And, you know, I've now seen this, experienced it, going to be doing some more experiences and, and continuously doing the best that I can um, before I decide my time is up here, you know, or that I don't want to do time in prison anymore. <laughs> is there going to be a prison break? Because you have to understand, like, I'm just, I'm wired a lot more different. And in that tense, I've given this reality a certain amount of time rather than allowing it to give me time. And so it has a certain amount of time to really shape up before I keep releasing the more massive secrets and the massive secrets and the massive secrets, basically. And that's in the degrees of which a person can understand them, just like what I went through. Like some things were told to me 10 years ago that I'm talking now. And, but I didn't get it like that. <laughs> so that's the same thing that's happening to many people that have tuned into the conversation, or some people at least, that some things just, they say it goes way over your head or whatever, it could go right in and right out the other. But if it's potent, okay, because remember, it's still about your tools if you're trying to do some work. If it's potent, it should go onto fertile ground 
of the person. Just like when a person eats, right, the food goes to different parts of the body. It, the body knows, okay, this is for the brain. Okay, this is for the legs. This is for, so it does the same thing, your astral side, with this kind of knowledge. It knows if you give, if it gets real food, if it gets real minerals, which these conversations are rich, right? So if it gets that, then even if it doesn't comprehend it right now per se, it will plant it into areas that three years later, the person like, man, I remember this guy was talking about, and you know, they have some deja vu because it'll be a loop. It'll actually, the, the egg would have hatched and then the person will come into the recollection of it. And then the other, th the last thing about this is, is that remember, we're dancing around this in English and we're having a hard time hanging on just a little bit. And it's because we can't really see what we're saying. But as our energetic potential increases and then you start seeing the roots to the words, there's a movie that came out and it came out in 2013 and it just blew right by. My friend Luis had showed it to me the other day. Uh, it's called Frequencies. Okay, and you type it into the Google Frequencies 2013. I think they got a good copy on Kick-Ass Torrance. But that movie is, is tapping into something that you watch them drive everyone by it, like the Matrix, and then drive off. Mm. <laughs> and then what, it, and what, it, what it's showing is, is that there, what, there were some words that were discovered that it's just the root to the word that when they say the word, then a person starts to act a certain way and not even on not even on their own volition like say a certain special key word and none of these words were like our language it, they're parts of different words in our language but they most of the words were like just cognates of the words but this is what the committants knew they knew that there were these words and this is what the masons stole from Hiram Abif it's all a mystery of them basically stealing the words or the name that creates the light and then what they did was they took the word and then they chopped up the word the same way they did the world. And they broke it down into different parts of light and then started to go forth from there with emanations of the truth. And this is where the world is. It only gets part of the truth. And everything that's being developed is being developed from light, but it's also distorted. It doesn't contain full spectrum light, nine colors versus seven. What were the Egyptians doing or the Kometans? Nine, an Enneagram. What are we doing? A seven, a septogram, which is basically outside of time. Like seven doesn't even divide into zero. So we have to think about that. That would be synonymous with a spiritual being being in a physical world. You'd be totally disorientated. So there's a lot about this that it just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Remember, it's all energy. So the better you can be at managing your energy, as I always say, become the Prius of the dimension, Figure out how higher frequency equals less empathy, meaning that when you actually gain real compassion, you stop allowing your strings to be tugged, okay? Because if that keeps happening, it'll take you right out of the game. Meaning that if a person has to keep getting into duality, oh, I can't believe they did this, and you know, writing all sorts of crazy stuff, and then your kundalini is building, so this means also that the aggression at how you come at it increases. And to eventually you do mm -hmm. something that actually short circuits your entire system on different yeah. levels, or maybe all levels. You see what I mean? So that's how, that's called getting played. And so we don't get played like that. That's what this next level of knowledge is coming in now. It is saying, you know, be easy. Like you have to really understand the quote unquote Jedi side to this, which means raging winds and screaming, howling fires don't do anything to the mages. 
It's like <clears throat> when the cowardly lion jumped up and acted all crazy and then got smacked. You didn't see the cowardly lion anymore. So it's the same thing when the, when the thunders, the winds, and the fires, and all this of what we've been dealing with in this crucible start whirling up all around us, you need to be able to crack a grin and be like, but it's a program. <laughs> and if you can do that, you'll watch the same effect as what happened with the cowardly lion. It'll go back into its position as it was commanded to. Because any other entity that doesn't believe that it's everything is still weaker than the being that believes that it is everything. So it'll go back into its position as all of those angels, angles, demons, and the rest of the different variations of energies running around the reality should be. You'll come through the front door, which is the heir to the throne, will come through the front door of his house and then put Cain back in his position, which is back down in the root chakra to keep heating things up, will take the crown, since everyone's guarding the throne, as they say on, on the dimension, will take their crown chakra back, sit back into their seat of themselves, collapse the times, step outside of times, and then get ready to get into real world. Actu actuality is like what I, I call it. And, and that's something, like I said, we will experience together. And then you can see the joy that's tied into it, because if you've ever been alone, this is opposite to that. <laughs> and so some people are familiar with being alone. They're not too familiar with how it is to be with everybody, but they're familiar with alone. So they got half of it. <laughs> so if you could think about if you could be with everybody, the energy that's tied into that. See, that, that's what I'm tapped into. You see, I'm tapped into that because it's inexhaustible. And that's perpetual energy. It's the same thing as I was telling everyone before, that if you thought you were going to win a million dollars tomorrow, you would not even be able to go to sleep tonight because there is energetic potential within belief. <laughs> so the, if you know how to play with that, that's why I was saying earlier in the conversation, mind over matter comes to a certain point where you can play with that. And then you start becoming aroused by everything that's around you. And then it just drives the system right into a higher frequency. You know, whether you didn't done all of the products or went through all the courses or listened to all the videos or not. It's just if you can grasp that. So all this stuff that we're saying and all this stuff that we're doing is just to assist a person a little bit more at being able to accomplish that. And I believe personally that that's a noble deed. It has nothing to do with what everyone else says. It has to do with integrity. Because if you, who you really say you are or who you're really telling yourself that you are and telling everyone else, then these kind of things should be kind of automatic. You should already know. Somehow place yourself in life to where you can give. Like we give the highest levels of knowledge for free. That's what it means to give something, by the way. If you can do that, then that means you will never lack knowledge. That's the last thing that you'll lack. So this is how we turn that around. And the last thing, oh, phew. oh my goodness, we said, we said all that to say this. Here it goes. Okay, thank you. I mean, good goodness, how many times? Here it is right here. Okay, so what is the direction then? Ask, uh, we need to ask ourselves, because these are meditative properties and principles about Wittershins and Diesel, meaning clockwise or counterclockwise. Where do you stand in this? Okay, so what happens is, is that so what is the direction of anti-aging? Like, 
how would it really be? Because many people, they, they don't know this. They say, I don't know. Is it left or right? Okay, let me make it simple. Look on the clock on the wall. As the clock goes in one direction, you get older. <laughs> so whatever the other direction is, you get younger. And remember that. Remember that direction. See, this is how you can tune up your system because you need to know these directions in the world it's basically something, one of the only things that you need to know is which way is it spinning. And if you're looking to rewind things, then it's the left direction according to the counterclockwise. You see what I mean? So this, these are things that you, you, you would need to know, the, the, the final keys. Because when you spin your wind to wind, rewind and wind, you need to yes. know these directions and how important they are and why they would be important. And it's because a spiral moves in a certain direction. It never repeats the same space twice, but really what it is is it's like a coil. When you go back to the center of the coil, you're going into the all itself, totality, collective. Time actually speeds up as you know it. Versus when you're going out, things start getting very slow. This is like a dull life. So still watch out. You could tell the directions by if time seems to be going by very fast, you're headed in the right direction because you're about to break time. You're about to break the, the, the time barrier through sound, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're going in that other direction, things start, it's like Groundhog's Day. If you find yourself in one of those, get out. Always remember, don't go to sleep in here. It's like a Freddy Krueger movie. If you find yourself into a scenario where everything starts repeating itself around you and, and if people start saying the same things over again, okay? Remember what I'm saying. If you start talking to people and they keep telling you this story that they already told you, but they don't remember they told you, get out. Because that's the sign of the reality being looped and hacked. Okay? So those are keys, again, to what's going on in Wonderland and how behind all this smoke and mirrors, things are really conducted. But stay on the move. Keep the Kundalini going. Change up your constellations when you can. Work on unanchoring yourself, especially if it's things that you think is true, because the truth is always going to be present. So if it's really true, then it's going to be where you're going. Lose a lot of the fear of letting go and getting out and then putting the body into its content stage so that way you can go ahead and begin to make your exploration. And so that's what's up. Like, I feel like that, you know, that this show did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> that's what i was saying we made it right to the third hour there it is right there but th this show yeah, did it was it try to avoid that today when topic just kind of has a mind of his own yeah i mean I, yeah tell me about it like i like we, we climbed that whole ziggurat just <laughs> so i just again hold this in balance vibrations to everyone thank you so much for tuning in and and, and to allow me to be able to deliver this message uh, it's quite amazing. Obviously, it's real in the field. I want to say thank you so much to Nashiba and, and East Spirit Radio 7. It's been, you know, just amazing time. I, I kind of, I took a one-hour nap today because I did a lot in the gym, and I've been in front of the computer and just getting everything ready. So I was like, when I woke up, man, I needed to throw some coal in the old train because I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I just, I'm, I'm, am I here? And then, but I always recognize that as the sign that the vessel or the receptacle has now enough room to be filled. Because if I come in here with this big thing and then, you know, I try to translate it, it's like, uh, 
you know, it may be a little bit tough, but it always shows its synchronicity and how it works if I just come in and I'm, I'm willing. So I really, uh, willing literally. So the, the chakras were doing their thing today. And, uh, and that's just because of the collective energy that's building up thus far with the message. Uh, last thing is that we're also, we are, again, as I mentioned earlier, going into beta tomorrow. Um, and then we're going to get out of that as soon as possible. We actually have a documentary or a hybrid documentary. You know, we're always doing different things coming up. Uh, Luis is actually coming in town tomorrow. My good friend Jason's coming in town, a.k.a. Clearface. And so it's going to be uh, a, quite an adventure. We're going to go into the biome and see what we see, if you know what I mean, and, uh, and then come back and report uh, as best as possible based on what we've learned. So it's just going to be more insight as things keep going. And I just encourage everyone to, to, to stay strong in this, be unmovable, and then understand that there's many of us in different stations on this same ship pushing to get into this direction of sovereignty. That was awesome. Like I, I seek to empower, you seek to empower, and we all seek to take this journey together Indeed. and to continue to learn. So I really appreciate you being able to show up for the show today. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Peace and love, love and light, everyone. Enjoy your evening. Thank you so much. Honest.